Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, episode 45. I'm Michael John Simpson. This episode marks the one-year anniversary of Something 2XP. Thanks to Ash, Kitty, Sebastian, my wife, Danny, everyone who's helped with the podcast, all of our wonderful guests, and of course, you, the listeners. We couldn't have done it without you. Here's to many more years of everything. My co-host is the talented and inspirational Kitty Brown. This week, our guest is club promoter, musician, and DJ Damon Noir. We sat down to chat about Fear the Walking Dead, rough neighborhoods, convenience stores, adult beverages, DJing, goth club culture in different cities, Damon's bands, GK, dancing, HexRx, PsychoCypher, the Beer Snobs podcast, Man Buns, genre fictions, problems with Twilight, The Strain, internet viewing, comic book TV, archery, podcasts, Kevin Smith, man stuff, other DJs, comics movies, Batman vs. Superman, Captain Marvel, video games, KOTOR, Jedi vs. Sith, Dragon Age Inquisition, Mr. Robot, Christian Slater, Daredevil, Horns, Gotham, X-Men Apocalypse, and Supergirl. This is my design. Here's episode 45 of the Something Something Experience. Yeah, we don't, want, we don't want to have home invasion. No, it's home just in- kind of weird. We don't want to have home invasion during the podcast. <laughs> uh, that well, why can't we just pretend we live in Canada? That that doesn't nice. <laughs> <laughs> but then we'd all have a gun behind the door that we never use, so... And, uh, you know, universal health care. Yeah, there'd be that, yeah. yeah. Damn socialists. And a lot of, a lot, a lot of politeness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of politeness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, happy Sunday, everybody. As happy as Sundays get, I guess. Well, I mean, it is a kind of a happy Sunday. Why is that? Because uh, Don't Fear the Walking Dead is coming on tonight. Oh, oh yeah, shit. that's uh, that's the new zombie show now with lattes. <laughs> yes, that one's the one. Yeah, it's like so totally in L.A. And stuff. It's like totally in L.A. <laughs> you know, yeah. that actually might be more fun to watch. You know, uh, uh, L.A. pretentious L.A. types and hipsters getting torn apart instead of. Southerners. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> As someone who used to live in Hollywood for a time, I'm like I, I really want to see everyone die. So this new show doesn't it it take place more right around the time of the of the of the kind of patient zero time of the early yep. stage yeah. of the infection instead well, they're of like, they're six saying months, it six started in L.A. right and then spread like that's the the premise. I don't know if it actually started in L.A. If L.A. was ground zero, but okay. they're just taking it from the perspective of people in L.A. when mm-hmm. it starts. Yeah, I mean, if there's one neighborhood or a couple neighborhoods that I don't need to worry about, it's like South Central and Compton and stuff like that. Like, you know, they've They're already be been living th- in a crazy hellscape. They'll just be like, oh, all right. <laughs> now it's legal to shoot people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oops, wing the cop. Mm. <laughs> oh, darn. Yeah. Oh, darn. Yeah, like uh, East LA, like the barrio's going to be fine, yeah, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, thanks for hauling your cookies out from the. The IE. The yeah. land. <laughs> I like it out there, honestly. But, uh, you know, stuff happens here. So I guess i got to come out of here. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. didn't you grow up out there? So, like, you... Uh, I grew up in, like, South Ontario. Okay. So that's that's still the Ausland. That's the For the rest lands. of us. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's the... Uh, how do I put this? Can't play after dark. Everyone's got bars in the windows bars guarding the entryway to regular apartments and uh yeah that's a little too real for me guns getting shot at night like back when i was a kid so wow yeah yeah it's not fun yeah yeah there were parts of denver like that actually we lived in that kind of part of denver my ex-wife and i right before we moved to california we lived in the quote-unquote five points area Mm. um and it was called that because uh there were five streets 
Denver's weird. I mean, for many reasons, but the 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 street topology is weird because the entire uh, downtown area sector is on a forty-five degree angle from the rest of the most of Denver is built on a very stringent grid, and it's very easy to find your way around Denver. Um, uh, one point, Unlike Seattle, right? right. <laughs> one point, you know, streets east to west, they're all alphabetical. Uh, names. Another one that you know, going north from from the midpoint of the city, it's all one two three four five Avenue, and then going south, everything's like uh, one two three four five South. You know that kind of thing, and all. So it's it's really easy to find your way around Denver. But then everything on on downtown shifts to a forty five degree angle. So there's this one part over east, north kind of northeast of the downtown area called Five Points, which is one of the more was one of the kind of. Um, Lively uh, 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 kind of ethnic cultural centers of Denver back in the you know, long time ago in the early 1900s and the long long ago, the long, long ago. Um, kind of kind of like a Harlem but but Denver's kind of version of that, that and that, that that then became more of an impoverished area and now is being gentrified again but there were it was a convergence of five streets There's, at basically angles. it's that it's that area that that uh, it's just a center of poverty that every metropolitan area actually ends Has, up having right mm-hmm. it's just like as uh, what was it. In the, one of the most horrible Nightmare on Elm Street movies, as Freddie said, every town has an Elm Street. Yeah. <laughs> and every metropolis has a poor, impoverished area. And sadly, it's usually the intersection of Martin Luther King Boulevard and Cesar Chavez Avenue. Yeah. Like, oh, of course. why do we have to name there's the poor no C- areas after, like... I don't think there's a Cesar like... Chavez Avenue in Denver, but there okay. is a Martin Luther King. Well, no, Luther it's, King. it's, it's, the, it's the, uh, the door prize for mm. being in the poor area. <laughs> It's all, no, we recognize that you guys are cool. We're going to name stuff after colored folks that you are familiar with. So you can be proud and we can have like a one day parade and a ribbon cutting. And then screw you. Yeah. Enjoy poverty. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not going to uh, tear that down, down that sign because it had bullet holes in it. Um, yeah. yeah I, I actually worked at the, the one of my first jobs. Well, first jobs outside of like. Food service. I was working at Seven Eleven as a clerk, and I was working. That's still at, technically food service, kind of. Kind of. I mean, you're more you're like can you call food. it food? It's more well, just cashier <laughs> than than I was actually. Most of the stuff in food service you can barely call food. Right. Right. <laughs> I wasn't so, a busboy or a dishwasher. I was a cashier and, and shelf stalker, basically. But uh, it was the the quote unquote worst Seven Eleven in all of Denver. It was at Martin Luther King. You Drive. guys didn't make the wieners. You didn't make the... Oh, yeah, we would stick them out on the thing. But, you know, yeah. you take a frozen wiener. Food service. Yeah, I, I still it. don't think that counts as food. Like, yeah, okay, a lot of things in food service don't count as food, but, like, 7-Eleven is at the bottom of the totem pole. Most people, stuff people eat shouldn't be counted as food these days, but... Well, I think okay. I'd probably rather get like, something from 7-Eleven than, like, from some other gas station, like AMPM or kind of one of those, Okay, you know? king of the gas stations. That's, AMPM? That's, that's a high, high mark of quality. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Well, I'd rather get the sushi here, I guess, than oh. than, than, than the horrible seventy six station, station. Sushi, yeah. which yeah. is a step just one step below uh, 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 grocery store sushi. See, it, it's as hot as Satan's jockstrap in here. <laughs> like I said, my AC broke down like during time. the heat wave. So. It is time for tribute. Time for Yay. tribute. Yay. Time for tribute. And Tell for me you have glasses or something. Uh, yeah. You don't need them now. Okay. We will need them eventually. I have oh. teacups. Uh oh. It's happening. Something's happening. I have no idea. Well, I have yeah. no idea what's happening. I have I have teacups and I have saucers and I have tiny little stirring spoons. So if we want like proper high English tea, oh, yeah, I can accommodate. Fancy. <laughs> we can get fancy. <laughs> I'm so fancy. Don't even 
I wish that song would die. <laughs> I wish Igloo like Australia candy. would die. This is Wells Banana Bread Beer. <gasps> oh my gosh! Thank you! I wonder if this is in my calorie counter. <laughs> it's, it's not American, or at least it's uh, not traditionally American, so we're going to have to... Oh, you have a bottle opener. Of course. Okay. I mean, as much of a lush as me, of course, has to have some kind of bottle <laughs> Dude, you were pretty gone at Disco Necro, like, for realsies. Because intentionally, because I had a bad day. Oh, I'm and sorry. And so that was, uh, that was my way of cheering myself up, okay. was downing as many uh, mixed drinks as I could. Mm-hmm. Within five minutes, <laughs> I had a fair amount of scotch last night. There was a tasting at a at a, at a house party we went to, and uh, wound up having uh, I, I, there was a lot of sangria as well. And I'm a I'm a sucker for sangria as well as well, who good whiskey. It? Right? It's delicious. So I had like three or four sangrias, and then we had the whiskey tasting, and then I stuck with a thing of whiskey, and I tried to have a cigar, and it, it just wasn't feeling it, or that particular cigar was too something I don't know it didn't work and then I got in the pool and then it came time when people were leaving and I'm just like I don't think I'm gonna be able to drive yet so we went up crashing there for a few hours before heading home this is really really tasty mm. thank you so much thank you very much cheers because that always sounds good over a mic mm-hmm. why not clink 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 it's all. It all gets recorded. That's uh, for authenticity, so they know we're actually drinking. That's right. <laughs> oh. oh my god, you guys are totally drinking Don't right worry. now. <laughs> right. In, about, in about like ten minutes, I'll know. It's like it's like, it's like playing D anD D. You know, when you're fourteen, it's like oh, I'm going to get drunk now. Well, you guys both know what a lightweight I am. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, there's no rum and other things here. So. Mm-hmm. I'm actually. I'm. I'm not supposed to be drinking until Wasteland Weekend. No, well, you're having one. I know. Like, well, you'll, have more than you'll work it out. You're working out today, so you'll you'll work. I am. Out. I am working cheat out. Day. <laughs> Fat and calories don't count on cheat day. Everyone does that. So, how long have you been DJing? DJing. Oh God. <laughs> and how long? I mean, have you always been DJ Demon Noir, or are you? Is that? In, and I don't mean to mock. I'm just being. No, no. Um, D- uh, Demon Noir is a pen name that I've been using since I was a kid. Cool. When I was writing poetry, so. How goth um, of you. Yeah. Well, da- Damon's, Damon's the middle name. Mm-hmm. Noir is the part of the pen name. And so I just started using it as a pseudonym. Damon is your middle name? Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. So, um, legally. <laughs> middle name. Uh, but <laughs> not spelled the way it is. Um, but no. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I started DJing when I was about 18 during the summer. Cool. After high school. Um just as like a summer job I was assisting a DJ who did weddings and mm-hmm. parties and whatever it was basically basically <laughs> I was I started you start at the bottom of the totem pole I was a vinyl toter oh yeah you know a gear, gear hauler grip and then uh, eventually I was I need a smoke break and uh, you do this I'm like I could do that transition is next song yeah because yeah, you you can pick up DJing well DJing is one of those things you actually can pick up to a dude to a certain degree by watching somebody else do it. Well, there's... I've, I've tried to explain... I've explained this to several people because there's a lot of people who think teachers are just glorified button pushers. But there's a lot more mm-hmm. to it. I mean, well, there are things that you kind of have innately, like timing, rhythm. Right. Those things you need. If you don't have them, you're just train wreck after train wreck. Unless you... Well, maybe you do goth music. You can, you can get away with not beat matching. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, some music styles you can get away with not beat matching, but electronic music, you have to. Oh, of course, so, of course. Or yeah. industrial, anything that has more of a driving yeah. dance beat, you know, in the 
above kind of above above a hundred beats per minute kind of thing where the, the object is dancing. I mean, obviously you can you can switch and dance to anything gothy too. But I never heard beat matched goth music until I moved to LA. Hmm. Mostly it's, mood, mostly it's mood matching. Right, it's, right, right. You you slide something as another song is ending. Right, just right. where you know the song's kind of there's a nice clean transition point. Right, where you know it's not too faded and right. this part you know it, it's it was an art. Too. I have old old tapes that I used to make for people, and I actually had a mixer and a fader that I was using to make like mixtapes. Um, and I didn't need to beat match because you know the things would have you know. Fade outs or, or you know mood outs kind of at the ends of songs and something else would a little bit of a beat would come up you know for the next thing and I remember I actually gave uh, another DJ uh, actually a former guest of the podcast uh, Noah Corda I he was DJing uh, this is God ninety nine he was DJing at uh, the, the Probe and a couple other places yeah. and I gave him a tape probably of, absinthe of, of what yeah <laughs> of what I had done back in Denver. And he's like, this is great, but you need to be able to beat match. And it's like, well, I can. I just never did with goth music. And so I gave him a tape, another tape that's different of of stuff that was more dance, industrial, and alternative dance music that I where I was doing the beat matching because I did know how to do it. I had just never heard of goth music being beat matched at the time. Yeah, that so that's that brings to the next part of being a DJ. That's important, which is um, being able to play to a crowd. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's certain things you need to know, like you need the music knowledge, you need to know what's mm-hmm. already good, and then you need uh, a good idea of uh, aesthetics that work. And then basically, it's there are some DJs who do nothing but play to the crowd, do nothing but play hits, 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 and then there are guaranteed yeah, floor packers. She's not going to do anything to it. She's a good cat. Okay, well, you know. I want Oakley's tea. My stuff smells like me, and cats go, I don't like that. I'll make it smell like me, spray. No, no. Luna's not like that. Okay. She's okay. a very good cat. Random. Also, how dare you talk about my daughter that oh! way. <laughs> Random cat interruption. Uh, okay, so, uh, where was I? Yeah, so you need uh, you need to know the music. You need to know what works. And uh, being able to read the crowd is important. There are some DJs who only read the crowd. And those people are the people who've been playing music that's always just like... Unless it's intentionally a retro club, 20 plus, 10 plus years old. Um, and so the other end of that are DJs who only try to play new stuff that they like. And not, don't, don't necessarily... And yeah. don't play anything for the crowd. Well, I mean, there are I, several DJs I can name who do this. I won't do that. There's, <laughs> but I, because I think people know who I'm talking about. There's but. definitely a, a well, a widely known uh, thing about uh, the idea of the, the DJ ego of, of if I'm playing it, it's worthy for you to be dancing to or Which is liking. It's total bullshit. There, there has to be a balance. There's a, hey, I'm going to pepper in something new that you might not have heard, that you might like, it might work, it might not. I'm going to pepper that in, in sandwiched in between things I know you're going to like, and I know you're requesting. Some some DJs put out a guest list and completely ignore it. Some DJs put out a guest list and only play off of that. So, yeah, I mean, not a guest list, a request list. I understand what you meant. Um, but no, it's the thing is my my personal credo is when it comes to DJing, is uh, the club is about the people, so you have to make the people happy. You cannot ignore the people. But at the same time, when it comes to at least a format where you can play newer music, uh, which I do do occasionally, he said, do uh, do. <laughs> uh, basically, like I I try to play new stuff whenever possible, or at least sometimes even when the retro when I do the retro room stuff at yeah. Disco Necro playing stuff that people really haven't heard a lot of mm-hmm. that's older 
that's still good because there was a lot of music that came out in the 80s and 90s like right you know pre 2k that right that was amazing and none of these just played it then back when i was going like going up to djs again i won't have any names but people i was bringing cds like play this this is amazing like take this i'll, I'll let you borrow the cd so you can listen to it like because the worst yeah. thing in the world is to bring a cd to a dj and go play this mm-hmm. <laughs> especially if they haven't heard it before you're like no no that, that's not how this works it's it's like the other dj rule of someone gives you a request if you want to hear a specific song, good luck. If you want to hear a band, you have a better chance of actually sure. getting a request. But or, you've always been really nice to me and played my requests when well, I Well, because for sometimes them. you actually request songs I play. Oh. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, it's you know, you, you, re- you request like like Corporate Slave by Snog. I'm, I'm doing a retro industrial club. Of course I'm going to try to play that. Right. Yeah. Like, right. that's a really good song. It's, it's actually an L.A. club hit, so... Right. You know, it's not difficult, but... But it's funny because being a DJ in Denver, going being a, starting my clubbing in Denver, and then coming out to LA in 97, 98, um, there was a lot of various difference. There's certain certain core things that were identical that were played, but there were other things that weren't. Like in Denver, they were still playing Marilyn, they were playing Marilyn Manson a lot, and in LA, <laughs> that was completely taboo. Well, no, because there's... <laughs> when you are... In like again, it, this is like a thing that's that happens in the bigger the city, um, the bigger the underground scene, the more minutia sure. gets caught up in the sure. underground. So, uh, like in LA, you can do something like have a goth club that plays only goth music, right. and an industrial club right, right. that plays only industrial music. music. You go into you know what are commonly referred to as the flyover states. Uh, you know, basically everything between East and West Coast. Yeah. And and you can't have that because your underground scenes are very, very tiny. Well, so that basically you have, it's all just referred to as goth because sure, there's no sure. distinction with industrial. Sure. And then you have to play the pop stuff that actually got people into the music. Yeah. Like, you have to play the Marilyn Manson and the Rob Zombie and, you know, like, whatever, like, Prodigy, I remember, was big. Oh, a lot yeah. of those, oh, a lot yeah, of those clubs, yeah. like... And that was well, something the band and getting to see that that still still existed. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought it well, was. Well, I like. had one night that I was doing. I was doing a thing on Monday nights, and it was free to get in, and the drinks were fifty cents. And it was Holy called, shit! And it was called Grip Gothic Retro Industrial and Punk, and I combined all of that. Mm-hmm. People would come up and request this really crazy B side, rare, you know, deep dive stuff off of album cuts and stuff, and I played it. Yeah. People danced to it. It was cool. It was fun. It yeah. was it was really very casual, very hangout, and it was much more like people in like. Black leather jackets instead of flowy gothy stuff, and like, See, I almost, I almost wish I could have, I could have started a club out in those areas mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. the music knowledge out there is already low to begin with. People are just down to dance. So technically, if you mm. wanted to start a really good underground club out there, you could. You could play nothing but the best music, and people would just dance to it because they're dancing to it. Out, right. out in LA, probably in New York as well. You're gonna hit people who Chicago. know, yeah. like yeah, Chicago. Like you're gonna I've, hit people. Not New as, Orleans, not as much Chicago. Not as I've, much. Oh I've been yeah, clubbing. Chicago. No, not as much. I'm saying as oh, no, oh, no, you no, guys. No. I've been clubbing in New York, Chicago, New Orleans, Portland, Seattle, um, some flyover state like Utah, not Denver, um, Phoenix. Like basically everywhere I go where I travel, like I want to go dancing. And the one thing that I've noticed is that people outside of LA and New York do not fucking dance. Like. At all. Or they do, they just don't. I mean, like they just do whatever. It's not like mm. out here. It's like it's it's like the, was it's one like of those things where it's when like someone's from LA and they're dancing. Dancing. <laughs> when someone's from LA and they are dancing, people know. 
Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. oh you must be from L.A. Yeah. Why? Because you do that dancing that that has rhythm and moves and stuff. <laughs> no, you I mean, find the, a dancing, beat. <laughs> the dancing in Denver, I mean, it was that was a real thing. People danced the fuck off. They're, they're, they're well, like, danced their shit off in I Denver. remember when I moved to Portland, like, um, Owen, who is a DJ. You guys know Owen, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, he was so stoked when I moved up there because he was like, finally, somebody else who has rhythm and who can find the beat. Because, like, people in Portland, when they dance, it's just, like, flailing. You know, it looks like they're having a seizure. And I, I don't mean this, like, as an insult, but... Okay, maybe I do a little, but whatever. Like, I'm a snob. I'm from well, L.A. I, I, like, people dance how yeah. they dance. It's like, you can't really judge people. But, except but, if you're from L.A., then you judge everyone on everything. But see, then on, then on the other hand, there were things that they played in Denver, like, they played Dead Can Dance, and it wasn't just... They played Cantara. Which is like starts off with a real slow three four time and they then they play Cantara out here. I've At least Christian heard, does. I've never heard Cantara out here. That whole thing where you start off really really slow and then you get up to dun 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 dun. Yeah, Christians played that at Ruin a few times. That's pretty much a hit. Yeah, golf clubs. But then I came out here, and the first time I went back to Denver, like a year later, and I went to a club, and out here they would play like Tori Amos Little Earthquakes at golf clubs here, and there was a huge Tori following in Denver in the goth scene. And I told the DJ, dude, that out in LA they play Tori Amos Little Earthquakes at the golf clubs, and people love it. They would fucking love it, play it, play it, play it. And he's like, no, I wouldn't play that. I'm like, dude, everybody here loves Tori. You love Tori. I love it. Everybody, come on. And he was like, no. I yeah, again, if you if you're out there and if you're already compromising by playing Manson and Rob Zombie, just fucking play Little Earthquakes by Tori Amos. Like, who gives a fuck? I just think like you can do and what you want. <laughs> this this isn't me being biased. Like, this is based on my experience clubbing in like numerous different states. Like, LA has the biggest and the best scene. Like, New York comes second, but like LA is the biggest and the best. There's a reason New York comes second. Well, and yeah, it's a major metropolitan city. Well, no, no, it's it's the fact that I mean, I could I can tell you from people I know that have done events out there. Okay, it's New York has a standard as far as events and clubbing and stuff, and even the worst trashiest dives expect a really high bar guarantee and or, or way too much like just a book. Mm-hmm. They, they, they'd expect like some kind of uh, minimum. For, yeah. for door or something. Well, space is even more of a premium out there yeah. than it is here. Exactly. Well, yeah, New so York that's, is that's the reason vertical. Why. So, like, <laughs> you try to find a space in New York, good luck. And if you actually find one and you can afford it, you won't for long. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, a friend of mine actually ran a DOS Bunker NYC, and his issue was the venue mistreating and giving him crap, and then they started improving things. Well, guess what? That improved the value of the club. And then other people came in who could do huge hip-hop events and pack the place, and he mm-hmm. got trounced. They, they basically just stomped all, all over his his, uh, his bookings. Yeah. And eventually just there was, it was impossible to continue. Hmm. But again, that's why if you actually want to go clubbing in New York, uh, it's not going to be in the city. It's going to be New York State. It's I know there's be... goth clubs in D.C. I know well, I, I've talked to a lot of There's stuff in Jersey. There's a yeah, lot of yeah, stuff yeah, in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, shout out to my cousin's fiance. When I came to visit, he made, like, a goth itinerary for me. He was like, here's what you want to see. Like, blah, blah, blah. If you need to get clubbing clothes, you can go here. And here's all the clubs I found for you. And he found, like, about seven or eight different places. And one of them was uh, in the village. So it was in New York, New York. Like, I could take yeah. the subway to it. But it was Tiny. Yeah. Oh exactly. my god. Like There's a space. Yeah, like the dance floor was like maybe the size of Bar Sinister, if not smaller. You know? And yeah. like, ugh, don't even get me started on how much I hate Bar Sin. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is where old goths go to die. It's true. It's like the Manther like petting zoo, <laughs> yes. you know? 
Yes. Which is really creepy when you're 17, 18 doing the art shows there and there are guys hitting on you who are old enough to be your grandpa. No, I remember I remember the first time I went to Bar Sinister and, and that's that's kind of the thing. There are people who just, it's just what they do. It's where they go. And then there's people who are kind of new to the scene and and they, uh, they're just like, oh wow, it's in LA, it's in Hollywood, woo! And so they love going there. And then the, there's a kind of a more exclusive feel. They have a dress code, which no, like no clubs even have any more other than them. They don't really um, even enforce it anymore. Oh no, to they my do. Knowledge. They do. If you show up not looking goth, industrial, or punk, or some they'll kind of alternative, they'll charge you extra money. They'll oh, like twenty five bucks to get in. When I was doing the art shows, like I'd see people roll in in like jeans and a t shirt, yeah. like they didn't yeah. give a fuck. Well, well the, I remember. I think there's an exception if, the, if you know the doorman. Well, well I rem- no, like I said, I was doing the art shows, but I'd see people come in wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Like, the only reason that I was getting in there when I was 17, 18 was because I was doing the art shows. Yeah, because we show up at 7.30. Yeah. Um, Nobody checked I, my ID. I was around <laughs> when Bar Sinister first started, when Bordner's was still just the one section by the bar. Yeah. And Bar Sin started, and it was just a teeny tiny little checkered dance floor in the back, and that was it. <laughs> and then eventually they expanded into that whole huge space, yeah, um, took over the, the bar next door. But, yeah... Um, she got bit on the wrist once there. That <laughs> was kind of cool. Okay, like, of all the places to bite someone, the wrist? Really? Uh, really? There's well, so many you, better places to bite. Well, but, but I was sitting in a bar. Yeah, but Bar, bar Sinister, bar sinister is, it, like I was saying, though, it's... it's there's so many things about that that are just kind of an L.A. staple. It's now one of the oldest surviving clubs. Sure, sure. In, in L.A. And then there are some things about it that are just... I mean, the bondage show. Yeah, it's I, every not time even I'm like no, no, bondage. It's I just know, like cutesy, I, spanky but, bullshit. But again, yeah. it's for for entry level, you know, goth industrial people. It is like, oh my god, there's people getting like whipped and stuff upstairs. Ooh, <laughs> you know, and then and the fact that they also there's there are people that go to Barson, <laughs> who I mean, let's just say it, they're famous and they'll show up because they get anonymity and and the rule is no pictures. You mm-hmm. cannot take pictures in Bar Sinister because. People will show up at, that are that are known, and they don't want to be. You know, they want to just be treated like everyone else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, there are lots of things that are very Hollywood esque about that club. But then, and then, then it's Bar Sinister. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I just find that the people at Bar Sin are usually there, like to see and be seen. Like yeah, they're yeah, the it's you much know, more like of a, we're the uber pretty people. That is kind you know. of what the scene, you know, the social scene ultimately breaks down to. I go out to dance. Like, straight up, like, I'm there to dance. The people who are dancers out of the equation, the people who just like the music out of the equation, there are scene people, and there are scene people in every scene. And they're boring. I really kind of go first to socialize and second to dance. I want to go hang out on the patio and talk, and I will go in and dance for a block of time and then go back out in the patio and talk. I won't go to Bar Sinister to socialize. Not Bar Sinister, just going out clubbing in general. Like... Like pretty much the only clubs I go to now are Mal and uh, and Disco Necro. So, mm. um, and I spend a lot of time on the patio because and I want to talk mm-hmm. to people and see people. This is cool because we live in mm-hmm. Santa Clarita, yeah. and you know everybody lives down here somewhere. And the only time I end up at Sinister anymore is when they have a band that I can't believe is actually playing there. Yeah, right, 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 right. It's like Levester played there. What the fuck? Sometimes, um, <gasps> sometimes when uh, I'm I'm. Having been from De- being from Denver, I am old friends with um, Seraphim Shock. That's who I was thinking. Seraphim of. Shock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're from Denver, and, oh. and they one of the nights that I used to do that I used to to host DJ whatever was mm-hmm. a night at at um, uh, one of the guys from well, the main. Oh my God, Seraphim new Shock. beers, Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like, wow, I 
thought one of the guys from Surf from Shock was that or another band Thank who you. is actually uh, one of the guys that does uh, the Venture Brothers. Uh, it's Doc Hammer and uh, you could look it up probably. I thought Jason it was... Public and yes. Doc Hammer yeah. and there's one other guy too. I, I just gotta say like I know Doc Hammer is like 50 and like I would never tap that because he's way too old but he is like the perfect goth dude like super skinny great mm-hmm. hair you know like he clearly knows the music and everything like you wear when you open okay do it slow okay Okay. Yeah. Oh, but I was and he say doesn't it. look fifty. Don't give him that. But I've I've performed. James Urbionic is the guy who does the. Yeah, Dr. he Venture's he's Doctor Venture. I've I've uh, I've performed oh at Barson. This is really good. Yes, this is uh, this is Maui's Coconut Porter. Jesus, and I'm supposed to drive home after this, right? <laughs> it tastes like there's chocolate in it. There's no chocolate in it. It's a coconut porter. It's just that good. Um. This is super good. So, um, uh, uh, also, other than uh, DJing, you've done some music, too. Uh, your own music as well. I have done some music. Yeah. <laughs> so, talk talk about it. Tell yeah, us about tell it. tell us about um, your music. Do you have any projects right now that you're working on? Well, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I can give you the brief breakdown of the history. Uh, I, I did a band uh, a while back, and uh, <laughs> we we called ourselves G3. The, the entire name was a concept uh, in, in German, and... Uh, <laughs> Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> it was it basically... Uh, I won't go into it. It takes too freaking long to explain this crap. But uh, we ended up getting sued by... Um, well, not sued. We got a cease and desist from the managers of of another project called G3. That was Steve what Was it Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, and some other guy. Oh, God. Guitarist 3. So we were forced to change our name to the elongated German version, mm-hmm. uh, which no one could remember or spell correctly, which kind of doomed us. And yeah. then uh, I ended up turning it into GK... Uh, but it was too late. Uh, but that we released like, uh, let's see, the first release was in '98, then it was in 2000, then I think the final one was in 2002, and we did everything. We played everything. Mm-hmm. That was kind of our our thing. We I would play drums, uh, electronic drums. We would play all our keyboards. How many instruments do you play? Um, well, I'm I can play guitar. I'm not that great at it. I can play keyboard. I'm not that great at it. Um, pretty good at playing percussion um i wouldn't call myself a drummer i know a ton of people that are way better than me but uh, i know i can keep a beat so there's that <laughs> you um, have rhythm yes mm-hmm. i have this rhythm you got music who could ask for anything more <laughs> <laughs> yeah speaking um <laughs> sorry i went to the 1940s for a second <laughs> speaking from a lady's perspective like i have never banged someone that I haven't seen dance because rhythm is important rhythm and is important. if they're a good dancer they're going to be able dancer. to fuck you good yeah true story this, uh, this is true I've actually been the more you know uh, <laughs> I've been completely turned off by seeing girls dancing horribly I, oh yeah same for dudes like yeah. it's like you could be the prettiest guy ever and I see you dance and like you couldn't find a beat if it like smacked you in the forehead I'm like nope nope it's never gonna happen couldn't find a beat if it was for breakfast <laughs> Cool. But uh, but so yeah so there was there was that and then uh, I took some time off from writing music I, I started another project it, it really didn't go anywhere like life kind of took over uh, and then I ended up working uh, with a hero of mine uh, Roger Jarvis from Working Death Cycle mm-hmm. and uh, so I could go into the big long history with that but essentially I was the drummer I was live drummer for the band HexRx for our first album and I believe first three shows, two, three shows. Um, and then after that, uh, 
some stuff happened with the first singer, and uh, Roger decided to try maybe having a new singer on every album. And so I ended up singing on the second album, D, and we toured for that. Now, That's the one with uh, My Eyes Are Red on it. My eyes, it no, that? My Eyes Are Red is X. Oh, okay. My Eyes Are Red is X. And, so is each uh, album a singular letter title? Yeah. Cool. Every album has had a, a letter. Well, there was an EP called Serial Hex Addict. <laughs> breaks breaks the theme, but yeah. So we, we did, we recorded D and toured on that one. And uh, it was it was a great experience because I got to travel a lot and see places and do. So things. Is it you and the guys in a van, kind of going around the, around the country. Actually, no, that was the thing. It was it, uh, we had we had built enough hype for the band that people were actually flying us out. Oh, nifty! Like we got uh, the only time the equipment and everything. Or were you just taking instruments and leaving and using the local sound equipment? We bring some stuff. They would have some stuff for us. It was easier that way. Um, the only time we really went on the road was we did kind of a. A northwestern tour, and we kind of went up the coast, okay. and we went to did that for a few years, and uh, probably the best and worst experience of my life. Yeah, uh, that's what I hear about touring. It's well, the best no, it's, and the worst thing. It, it's it's not really the touring part. It's it's bands are kind of like relationships. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, what was that shitty Metallica movie about them being in therapy? Yeah. yeah. Well, there there's there is a, a saying. Uh, David Lee Roth once said, um, you will not be able to tour with anyone for, I'm trying to remember exactly how it goes. Uh, you cannot tour with anyone for 10 plus years without learning to hate them. But on a scale of one to Adele, how bad was your breakup with Hex RX? Wow. It wasn't that bad. Oh. It was, uh, uh, I mean, again, it's, it's like, I still love the guys mm-hmm. and, you know, Roger's still my hero and, you know, the thing is, it was just, it was obvious to me after the fact that if my, I had left the band already and then they asked me to come back Oh, and I, and I think it would have been better if I would have said no and just let them find the next person because I think that's where all the problems came from mm-hmm. was the fact that I was already kind of out and I wasn't sure if I even want to do anymore because I had a new project I was working on and I had almost a full album ready and they asked me to come back because they, they you know, they were having problems with people that were working with them. I was like, fine, cool. And and so, you know, that was good. But, and it was, I just, I wasn't feeling it. And then I, I, I got injured on the, uh, b- before a gig, I ended up tearing my, uh, um, my MCL uh, in my, in my knee and had to perform like that. And Damn. I started, because I couldn't work out anymore, I started gaining weight and I didn't feel, feel really good about myself. And the last show I did, I actually tested to see if it was me. And I probably put on one of the best shows I'd put on in was years. Was that the one at months, Warlock? Actually. No. Okay. No, Warlock, I, that was, I phoned that in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if I was, I just, I was like, meh. I wasn't <laughs> feeling it. No, we did a show at, at the Chamber of all places. Oh, down in the OC? Yeah. And and uh, I, I just put everything I had into it. And I had people coming up to me commenting saying things to me, like encouraging things that they weren't saying at those other shows. And I, that's how I knew, no, it was it was me. I wasn't feeling it. I needed to put myself back into it. And I did. And then it was over. Because <laughs> stuff was going on. And right. It was, again, it was just... When things are over, it's just like any relationship. When they're over, they're over. Mm-hmm. Just don't don't drag it out. Um, you know, Roger's... Uh, Roger worked on the new EP with this other guy... Now he's got another guy he's working on for the next album, and it's going to be awesome because 
Everything Roger does is freaking awesome. So, and now I can actually look at it and not be upset about anything. And well, like Kevorky and Death Cycle just put out a new album exactly. too. And the, the next so. Hex or Rex is coming right after that because Roger's a machine. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, a music machine that cannot be stopped. He's a Terminator. <laughs> but so, uh, what other kind of stuff do you uh, kind of uh, pursue or or oh, even like? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, but uh, the I'm the project I'm working on right now is called Psycho Cipher. I've been doing okay. it for. Since I was in Hex, um, I kind of had some writer's block after that experience because it was, I don't know, the, the, there was a lot of feelings and all of that, and it was kind of traumatic. And it took me a while before. No, seriously, I mean, emotionally. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not laughing about that. I'm just like, what? Someone in the goth industrial scene with a lot of feels? No, I'm so shocked. <laughs> well, Look was, how shocked I am. It was like, you know... <laughs> We had worked on music and, and nothing ever came of it, and I kind of got. You get emotional about music, especially if it's well, something you create. Well, again, and that's just, just like a staple of our scene. Everybody in the scene has way too many feels that they don't well, know what to do. I don't with. think it's a scene thing, though. But this, is, this is like, this, this was a very, like, I, ha- I could not write. But that's a component I, I of passion, though. I mean, you, you, yeah. it's an emotional investment, and that can mm-hmm. be for anything. I mean, I get emotionally invested in the podcast, I get emotionally invested in. You know, stand up or you know whatever. I get I get negatively emotionally invested in work, uh, unfortunately, in mm-hmm. my regular nine to five job. So you know, there it, that's just a, compo- a component of passion or of you know, kind of putting yourself into a thing. Yeah, it was just it, I, I couldn't write. I couldn't write, and and it just I got a block that lasted for a couple of years, and I sat on all this music and not doing anything with it, and uh, I'm finally getting to the point where I can start writing again. I awesome. can start writing it, and I've been writing and trying to like. I, I'm, I'm trying to flesh out a couple songs right now. I have a feeling like I'm just going to have a spurt of inspiration and finish an album over a week because <laughs> I have so many prototypes now that I could probably do it. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's Psycho Cypher. That's what I'm doing now. Cool. Nice. Cool. So what other what other areas of, of culture or, or media kind of things do you either... Tell a, us about all the nerdy things you're into. Yeah, yeah what kind of stuff do you consume? <laughs> really? I mean, well, um, I actually was doing a podcast for a while. Oh, cool. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I brought the beer. Noble. Ah. Is, uh, because I used to do a podcast called The Beer Snobs. All right. Mm. Uh, as of, as of now, there was, uh, there's no sound to that. Hi- what the fuck? Indefinite hiatus. Well, they're canned. Uh, and they're full of stuff. But no, it's on indefinite hiatus because, uh, life required that I do things that actually made me money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you know, this does not make no, money no, for anybody not, except not, if yeah. you're Mark Maron. Right. Or all hail the Maron. That's right. Lord of podcasts. <laughs> I, only, I only kind of looked like Mark Maron in, in the 1990s. Kind of. Yes. But not, but not nearly as angry. I'm like, a, I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm work actually working on being less angry. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm like one, like I'm, I'm a giant bushy beard and a man bun away from being a, a contestant on Lumberjack or Hipster. You know, <laughs> that's a show now. <laughs> I, I actually I like the man bun, but I mean, yeah, as yeah. everyone knows, I have a thing oh, well, for dudes with long hair. Don't tell me you've liked the man buns of Disneyland uh, Facebook page. I didn't even know this was a thing. It is a thing. There are pictures of dudes. Most of them have children. Oh, gross. That, that just killed my lady bunny. Oh, the children put, killed my lady bunny. You can put your hand over the child and just look <laughs> at the man with the, the pretty man with the with the bun on his head. Yeah. <laughs> See, my whole thing was I, I grew up in a time where you're either going to have long hair or, or short hair. You either have uh, medium length hair and you don't put it up or you have long hair and you can put it up. If you can't actually practice in a mirror and make an actual ponytail and all your hair goes back into it, 
then it's then it's basically a mullet or a or a ninety sensitive guy ponytail, and you don't do that. <laughs> there is no man bun. There is no man bun. Well, there is man bun now. No, it's I know. Very popular. I know. I, popular. The man yeah. bun can stay, but the like bushy, yeah, like I have really a small cha- like animal on my face thing that can go. Yeah. That just needs to go. Yeah. All right. Well, I have such goth. So, so it's ridiculous. Things I'm into. Ask a realm of nerd and find out what I'm into. Well, I mean, we we're always talking like comic books and video games and like, all that right shit now? every time we. What am I reading right now? I am. I am not reading anything actually. <gasps> Shame. I know. All right. Well, fuck you then. What are you watching right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, no. Like it's just no. Seriously, I, I. So many books have turned me off lately. I, I, I get invested and then I get pissed off. Hmm. And I stopped reading, and it was just it was it was it's ha- been happened ever since I attempted to read Twilight what? and wanted to punch the book. Why do you hate yourself? Why would you do that to yourself? Look, Why do you hate look, yourself? You know what happened was is is that I usually shy away from stuff that's really popular. Like mm-hmm. the la- the last one of the last things I read was like it was like some random Chuck Palahniuk novel, the one about the guy who. Thinks he's the descendant of Jesus. Like that Dude, was. Like, I love Chuck Palahniuk. Don't be hating on Chuck Palahniuk. I'm not. No, I'm not hating on him. Okay. I'm saying the last thing I read and really loved mm-hmm. was I can't even remember the freaking name of it. I, the I book know about, which novel you're yeah, talking about. It was he that, like, and then there was like uh, the book that Dennis Leary came out with. Like th- those are like the last couple things I, lo- I re- read that I actually loved. Mm-hmm. And then like someone was like read Harry Potter, and I'm like that's for little children. And this is before the movies came out. And then like I actually saw one of the movies and was like. It doesn't seem too bad. And people said the books are better. Okay. I'll go read the books. And I fell in love with a popular fiction. And And then you decided to read Twilight because you hate yourself. No, because (laughs) I actually, believe it or not, knew people that liked Twilight who I did not think were horrible people at the time. (laughs) And and so I was like, I'm going to read this because it's about vampires. And I like vampires. And... You know, I once wrote some short stories about, like, vampires and werewolves and stuff. I'm like, I like this lore. They can't possibly cock it up. And then I read it. And it wasn't even the sparkly vampires. It was Bella. I hate Bella as a person. (laughs) She is horrible. Well, she completely, utterly gives her entire persona and... Will Edward and, is a and stalker. He's, no, a he's an abuser. He's a fucking he's a abuser. He's a stalker. He's yes. Every obsessive. man in that whole and, thing is a stalker and, and abuser she, and piece of shit. And and she just like completely doubts everything that would have to do with self esteem, mm-hmm. believing yeah. in herself. Mm-hmm. Like you know, believe like trying to protect her own family. She doesn't give a shit because yeah. she's in love with this with this hot pale guy. Like yeah. that's all. It, it's so. It was just so. And how empty. many girls did we know like that in high school? Yeah, well, I got dates. It's true so. of, of, of women that, that would just sit there and. and I was tell once you about the hot, their... skinny, pale guy. I understand. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> there was a time when I was that guy. I was like six well, I was two. The, I was the guy who would sit and listen to <laughs> yeah. the women. Yeah, who would, yeah. who would sit and listen to the girls who would completely turn their entire free will over to some guy who treated them like shit. The pretty boy haircut. I was completely oblivious and total asshole to everyone, and I dated a lot of girls. 
And, you know, but I grew up as a person. I, I feel really grateful that I grew up with a family with a lot of feminists, like, on my dad's awesome. side, and they were always super encouraging. So, like, awesome. I never went through that phase. I saw my friends do that, where they're like, having a boyfriend will validate me as a person and make me feel like I'm worth I something. I can't tell you how many different women. I, I'm, we're talking in the dozens of how many times I heard the phrase, well, he only hit me once. Holy Christ, shit. No. Yeah. no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. So to me, that's what Bella represents is, is the woman who is completely has very low self-esteem, who will completely and utterly give her entire being over to someone who is horrible for her. Horrible yeah. Like I've, her. I've yeah. seen that happen. And I've seen men do that too. Yeah. That's true. But I've seen a lot more women. I, I might've dated a couple of those guys. <laughs> no, it's just, no, I just, I, I, every, every page I read more of Bella, I just couldn't stand. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't stand her as a person. I got like halfway through that first book and I just tossed the book across the room. Yeah. But, and I didn't read anything for like a year. And then I, I I was given a book by a friend for my birthday, and I liked that. Books are the best gifts. And then I tried... Real. There was something else. I forget what the hell. I tried to invest in something else, and I... Again, I couldn't I couldn't stand it. And it just... It, I just... I gave up for a while. I gave up. Now, I, I read a lot, but it's mostly... It's mostly just news online sure. and people's opinions sure. and... I've, I've, I've kind of like... We're kind of living in that time right now where that's yeah. more of a... I still read books. I, I'd rather... No, it's just there. Like it's been a while books. since I've found something, a, a piece of fiction that I want to uh, kind of give my whole self to and, and and take a bunch of my time and donate to it. Remind I can me to I just don't yeah, Facebook you my list of recommends because I can it's recommend like a mile long. Uh, do you like Guillermo del Toro? Yeah. Did you read The Strain? Uh, nah, There's I a three-part, and you I like get into it. You like vampires? I do. I'm, no, I'm kind of shy on the vampires thing now. Okay, because of that. Well, because, but this is but Twilight. Is, uh, no, well, unless they're Thirty Days of Night vampires, like I don't really give a shit. They are. You liked no, Thirty Days of Night? I fucking love Thirty Days. Well, of Night. It's one of my favorite book. vampire movies. Really? Mm. Did they you read vampire the comic movies book? and comic books? Yeah, and I was really upset about Dark Days, the movie, how horrible it was compared to the comic. Okay, but, fair. I recommend The Strain because. Guillermo del Toro, when, when he was writing it, when, and before the first book came out, however many years ago that was, said, was doing interviews, was on K-Rock, was on the, here and there, talking to people about it, and basically saying, I wanted to create something that was an antithesis to Twilight. I wanted to bring back the gross, disgusting, actual horror, horrific yep. vampire story. And that's what he did. And yeah, which he, is, every time I, I look at it, and I, I, I look at even like the stuff for the TV show, I think to myself, I'd probably like this. And then I realize I'm into too many shows and sure, sure. I don't have the time. And we're I'll just let it go. The strain right now. I'll let it go through several seasons and then I'll just like binge when one, one of the other shows I like dies off, which eventually happens. Yeah. I will end up going, finding the strain and going, why didn't I watch this yeah, months yeah. ago? And then we tried to tell you. I recommend I it. I recommend it. It'll eventually happen. It's fine. You can binge watch season one. Season season two isn't quite out on Netflix yet, but season one. Ah, screw Netflix. There's the internet. The uh, internet will, there's that well, too. The internet. That's will true. If you're, using, if, you're, if you're using Cody, <laughs> you can watch all that shit it. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like with the in- internet, it's like first the internet giveth, and then the internet taketh away. You know. Yeah. yeah you got only it. on Netflix. <laughs> only on Netflix. I, I've been using Cody, and I've been using the Genesis add-on for Cody. 
every television show and movie that's ever been made ever See, in, ever in the history was, of existence know, is there and available. I was uh, using Project Free TV, may it rest in peace. Yeah. And, <laughs> I like how my, you made the actual sign of the cross. Sign of the with cross, that. may it rest in peace. Yeah. Well, it was amazing. It was like the, my go-to site for for watching pirate streams. And, Have you and tried awesome. uh, Popcorn Time? I really fucking yeah. love Popcorn, popcorn time. time. But they're really picky about what they what they put up. Uh, popcorn if you time use Cody and use Jen- Cody is used to be called XBCD or something like that or something like that. Everything, everything, and use the Genesis add-on. It's everything known to mankind. I was watching Lone Ranger from 1949, and I was watching last week's episode of Hannibal, and I mean, just everything is there. Yeah. All. 50 uh, years of Doctor Who are there. I was going to say, let's not bring up NBC. <laughs> I hate NBC. I know. They canceled. They fucking canceled. Constantine! Constantine. They canceled uh, Hannibal, too. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't care. Constantine? Uh, yeah. 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 I'm so mad. I'm just so happy they're bringing him back for, for, for Arrow Season 4. Yeah. I'm so glad that's happening, at least, but... Yeah, so I'm, I I'm totally into Flash and Arrow. And I might actually start watching Arrow again since they're bringing Constantine onto it. And I mean, we've had this discussion before. I'm not a huge fan of Arrow. I think it's okay, but it's, it's not like the best. Teen poppy. Kind I just of thing. I hate really. what they fucking did to Huntress because I'm a huge fan of Birds of Prey well, and like the, the, that the was a is, terrible portrayal of her. Uh, the, it was kind of accurate though. Not really. it was it was kind of accurate to who Huntress was before she was Huntress before she was Batman's protege. True, kind of who she true, was. True, true, true. When she was just she was not a good person. She ended up no. in prison. When she, she gets out of prison and becomes daughter. Okay. Who yeah, and, and then she decides she's to like, go straight and she decides to like go uh, well, yeah, like, fight like, crime and Batman's Batman. like no. You need help learning how to do this. You don't know what you're doing. No, right? You're I, skilled, but you need help I learning get that, and that's totally fine. I get that she's, like, reverse Batman, and her dad was in the mob, and he got shot, and, like, blah, 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 and, like, all that stuff. My problem is that when she was, like, on the show, she got relegated to, like, the crazy ex-girlfriend. But again, that's, that was their way of bringing her into the story, because she's not an Arrow... She's not a Green Arrow character. She's Batman No, character. she's not, but, like, the so whole time it's like, her, oh, like, I have to do... She's supposed to be a Gotham City character, not a whatever city uh, he lives Star, in. Star, well, Starling. Uh, yeah. But it's gonna be Star City. They're changing it. But no, what was dumb is, like I said, they relegated her to crazy ex-girlfriend, and they're like, ooh, my crazy ex-girlfriend who kills people, and it's like... The fucking Green Arrow was killing people on the first season, too. It's like, you're doing the exact same thing. Like, yeah. why is she crazy, but you're not? That was kind of the point, though, was yeah. the fact that the first season he was just a crazy killer, which made him awesome. Which is the thing, yeah. like, I didn't get into Arrow until half the season was over, because the promos for Arrow were uh, were Stephen Amell without a fucking shirt on, and no <laughs> no mask, and no hood, and it was just like, and he just he just had the quills, the, like, the... The, 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 the quiver... The, the, well, he just said, yeah, the, the what well, was the thing that carries all the... Uh, the the quiver. quiver. You do archery. I am yes. ashamed of you. I, I'm drinking. You know. <laughs> I'm so, drinking, too. And I'm a fucking lightweight. And I, and I still don't even know do archery. archery. I know what a quiver is. Like, yes. Shut up. <laughs> so, no, so, so, yeah, he's got, the, he's got the quiver. Well, no, I was thinking, like... Archery the, the strap. It this wasn't the quiver. He didn't have the quiver. Welcome to archery talk. Had, <laughs> it was the leather strap that holds the quiver. I was trying to think of what the name Band of that of was. Yeah. Thank you. So I, he had the I bandolier. Kind of... He has basically had a bandolier over his chest. He had no mask, no makeup, no no uh, hood, and he's just like shirtless guy. And I was like, "This is fucking stupid. Is this going to be like Smallville? No, no, no." Probably. And then, and then, first season, I, I actually like DC stands for dumb choices. I got no, <laughs> yep. uh, no, I got through. What was it? I got sick and I got bored and I was like, <laughs> "I'll watch it." 
and I watched the first four or five episodes and went, oh my god. Arrow. Great if you're sick and bored. <laughs> no, no. The thing, no, it was it was uh, something to do when you're sick and bored. Yeah, exactly. but, but, but no, then I watched it and I was like, he's a crazy vigilante. He's killing people. Yeah. He was a murderer. And I was like, okay, I like this. They made they they darkened Air, Green Arrow, they who's kind of a ha ha, you know, like <laughs> reminds you of like Robin Hood in the well, fucking yeah, tights yeah, and everything. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way he always yeah, was. That's what I out. really liked was they uh, so many branches of DC are borrowing so heavily from Frank Miller. And and like well, the look new, at the new Batman. Yes, He's a, like a I, square because Frank Miller doesn't know that circles exist. Exactly what I was going to talk about was that and 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 the Arrow thing. They made him darker because if you remember from Dark Knight Returns, yeah. Oliver Queen was batshit crazy. With they, they cut his arm, the government cut his arm off so he couldn't use a bow and arrow anymore, and he learned how to use it with his fucking teeth. Yep. And he mm-hmm. shot. He's the one who shot the Kryptonite arrow at Superman, Superman. Yeah. Yeah. to yeah, help Batman that. be able to take him down. So. I really, really wish this podcast was a visual media because, like, my bows are right there, <laughs> just hanging out. Like, I actually legitimately do archery. Oh, thank you, Michael. I'm going to take a picture of Kitty's bows and put that up on the... Uh, yeah, the well, box. one of them's in a bow sock, but you can still tell it's a bow. Bow, bow sock, There's and some kind of stuff, panda. There's stuff. Ultimately, though, archery panda. Come on. <laughs> ultimately, though, I was very impressed by Arrow. The you show, name your, the show impresses shit out of you me. You should name your bow ba- Baffet. Baffet? Would be your bow Baffet. Uh, that's a dad level joke. It is. I'm a dad. Daddy's, yeah, you are. That that was horrible. Can I, <laughs> I was gonna have a Star Wars themed bubble tea <laughs> can I, restaurant can I just called go Boba Fett. And let you guys continue without me. Or <laughs> a, a pho restaurant called I Vietnam. We were friends. Come on. Yeah. yeah well, you can you can go with me. You can just leave me uh, here. Okay. I, I do need to sober up because you've been a most gracious guest, and we're not even done. We're not even done. We're not so. So speaking of, pod, speaking of podcasts, you used to do a podcast. Have you listened to any podcasts? <laughs> Um, you know, uh, the two podcasts I listen to the most are Marin. All hail the Marin, <laughs> Lord of Podcasts. Well, he's no Bowie, but and no. uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're getting there. Um, and then the other, the other I listen to is actually the Jimmy Dore show. Okay, because mm. Jimmy Dore is amazing. Hmm. None uh-uh. of the Hardwick stuff. No. Hmm. No, he's he does enough visual medium stuff now. I get a, a dose of Hardwick. <laughs> so you're, you're at midnight. I watch at midnight. I, yeah, I watch yeah, the walk and talk and walk and whatever. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of full uh, on Hardwick. And like I'll I'll tweet him and annoy him, annoy him every once in a while. And he you know uh, sometimes he answers back. My new obsession annoying. right now is called the Black Tapes Podcast, and I actually heard about it on Nerdist. Um, and it basically, there was a podcast that came out last year that went through this year called Serial, which is some people from This American Life, uh, for people who don't know, the people, uh, producers and journalists from This American Life decided to look at um, murder trials that were, you know, where the person has maintained their innocence. And it's one, it's the focus on one case over the course of 12 episodes throughout a year. And they actually have people like re-examining this case that they looked at, and it's very much that NPR kind of very la- laid back, very non-sensationalized journalism style, which I really like. And so that was cool. Um, and Serial was really good. I listened to that after the fact, after having heard about uh, the Black Tapes podcast, which is very much like Serial, and that's that same sort of, but it's entirely fictional. And it's all about paranormal activity and behavior and things like that. And it's really, really good. And it's very creepy and very dark and very cool. And that, and a friend of mine who I turned that onto turned me onto cereal. So 
Um, I'm hoping to actually contact Black Tapes. Followed me on Twitter, and I'm hoping to contact them and try and get them on for a Skype episode. So, yeah. um, the other podcast I'm listening, I listen to a lot is uh, besides Nerdist, and uh, sometimes I listen to Indoor Kids, um, but usually only if they have a guest on. I really like. Um, I listen to James Bonding. I listen to uh, what's the other one? Um, there's a bunch. Anyway, the other one I listened to religiously is The Smartest Man in the World, and we got to go to a taping of that at Nerd Mill, and that was amazing. It's great proofs from oh. Whose Line Is It Anyway and other comedy Oh, no, that, that reminds me. I do listen to a lot of Smodcast stuff. Okay, all right. Great. So, I mean, I the do. The Smodcast I am... stuff is okay. I, I was much more in the mode when I was still listening to K-Rock on my commute. Now I well, listen to only podcasts. It's two specific ones. I listen to Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, and <laughs> I, I vehemently love... I'm I am actually fanatical about Fat Man on Batman. Okay, that's Fat Man that's, on Batman. That is yeah. This is what this Kevin is Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith talking about Batman. Yeah, it's cool. Now, see, I like Kevin Smith and I like Kevin. And it's really lot, funny because he's like, not really oh, that fat anymore. I like he's lost a lot of weight. True, yeah. Good job, Kevin. Hang on, question, question, question. Have they done uh, the West Memphis Three and Damian Eccles on uh, Black Tapes yet? You guys know that that whole thing, like yeah. with, with what. Him. Damien Eccles and the West Memphis Three, like they were uh, convicted and put on death oh, row for Black killing Tapes a is kid. Oh, all fictional. Oh, serials. Okay, but that's the other one. Serials, but serials. Yes, serials is serials is really serious. Serials is serious. The first season of serials is the first season of serial is all about the one case. Uh, you're barely um, able to use English. Let's right go on. move on to the third tribute. All right, Kitty's often pursuing a corkscrew. So, that, does that mean it's actually recording still? No, to me it's just plugged into the iPad. Awesome. But I'm recording now. I'll so this is first time, dude, don't let it. Football. Dick talk, yeah. Dude, chicks, boobs, awesome. Yeah, boobs yeah. and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, that chick and yeah, yeah, dude. Man. God, I feel so stupid right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sports and football, man. Well, my, you and my wife have been friends for a long time. Yeah, I've known her for a while. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. So. Yes. I have to confess something to you, and it's Uh-oh. horrible, horrible, horrible. I Uh-oh. think I actually called you Bruce one time, and at when we at a at a thing or a thing, for the longest time I thought you were Bruce Purdue, and I'm so sorry. I'm I don't poor. remember that. Yeah, well, I I am one of those people who totally confesses. Things I'm not to that people. blonde. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't use that much peroxide. No. Right, right, right. But I thought Bruce is a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, DJs got seen. Not really knowing people in person, yeah. hearing Danny talk about this person or that person, and, and making horrible assumptions. And anyway, but yeah. but anyway, now I know. So well, I, I I take it as a compliment. You thought I was actually one of the people who basically rolled the goth industrial scene during the nineties. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I could, I so Bruce always DJed at, at uh, um, uh, Thursdays. Uh, 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 perversion. Perversion. No. No, I think uh, it was what was Amanda and. I think Mike and Bruce both did that. I think one just took the goth room and the other yeah, DJ with yeah. Amanda. Two neighbors been friendly with are both not home. Oh, they're both. What about home. strangers? All right. <laughs> I guess we'll have to deal without. Okay, this is the end of Dick Talk. Now we're back. To, no, back to back. no more sausage fest. Time. No more sausage fest. We're back to. Damn it, Kitty's here. We're ruined back it. To more egalitarian podcast. You guys were uh. podcasting without me. How could you? <laughs> oh God. Well, we had to have some dude time. We had to have some bro time. 
bro time. Really? Dude, bro time. <laughs> Talk about football. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait till you go back and listen to it. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, God. Anyway, so Damon, back to uh, what you're uh, consuming. Uh, Why are you laughing, Katie? That's no so non sequitur. Let's talk to... Uh, because you got me fucking drunk, that's why. Oh, yeah, yeah, that happened. Let's talk about uh, movies. Anything interesting coming out that you've seen or coming out that you're going to see or... Well, there's a lot of stuff that looks good. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about the new Deadpool movie. Um, I actually want to see what they're doing with, with Batman vs. Superman, although Wait, I have my seriously? doubts. Be- I have my doubts because of Batfleck, but... Right. Right there with you. I no. I actually started a page that was uh, that actually was trying to promote making uh, Jim Caviezel the new Batman. Um, actually, it's getting more hits now than ever. Like every time hmm. a Batflight trailer comes out, I get like another fifty people signing up for my page. Dude, the so. only reason I care about Batman versus Superman is because Wonder Woman's in it, and even but though I know, know she's that- only going to be in there for five minutes, well, like she's going to be in there for more because yeah. they actually showed her canoodling. Well, not, not canoodling. They showed her socializing. What the fuck does canoodling even mean? Canoodling is socializing with a little kissy kissy. <laughs> canoodling is implied either pre or post coital cuddling. Oh. Or well, not or, not or interaction, necking, interaction, interaction, making out. Yeah, yes. that kind of romantic. You're you're yes. you're really chumming with someone that looks romantic. Right. You're right. you're at so, Musso and Frank's. You're in a booth with a person uh, that you would be normally associated with being yeah. attracted to of whatever gender, and you're sitting very close and, and you're, you're touching cl- each other clearly, a lot and clearly like clearly being intimate in a in a public fashion. That's yeah. kind of what canoodling is. So PDA. Sure, a little sure. bit, yeah, a little bit, but not okay. necessarily. Kind of, kind of like, kind of like sitting cuddly, but very comfortable. They're not close. canoodling to be to clarify. You guys are totally, it looks like <laughs> no, by I'm all not. outward appearances, you guys are y'all are going to bang later. That's canoodling. <laughs> well, uh. for for to, to understand what's going on in this movie from some of the stuff in the previews, from what it appears, Batman is post chasing Todd, and what happened actually made him quit being Batman. He hung up the cape and the cowl, mm-hmm. and he gave up because he's like, it's not worth it. I, I kind of really want to see the scene and he caught with the, the crowbar. Joker. And apparently, apparently, he caught the Joker, like, after the Joker killed Jason, so... But that's what I want to see, like, in the movie, like... Well, they're going to show this stuff. They're, I, I think they're going to show the, a lot of the stuff in Suicide Squad. Okay. But, um, in flashbacks. But the whole thing is, like, they, he tours Bruce... Uh, what was it? He tours Wayne Manor, I should say. Not Bruce Wayne Manor. He tours <laughs> Wayne Manor and the Batcave, which were destroyed and, and completely uh, graffitied by the Joker... And these, this is the little things you can see in the preview. So, this version of Batman is is post. So that. it's very Dark Knight Returns. Batman has retired. Well, and the yeah. costume looks like a Frank Miller drawing, as no, we've it, discussed the before. The but, but the thing is, yeah. from what they're trying to say, the world had shit going on before Superman. Superman just kind of woke everyone up. Hmm. That was the thing. Like people were like they caught a lot of bad guys, and Batman quit. And uh, apparently, Wonder Woman has existed in this world already, and she's, she's just hanging out. No, but you apparently, just haven't bothered to put the camera on her. It's kind of like all of, no. all of the allies in fucking Saving Private Ryan. If you watch mm. the preview, there is a scene, or like I should say, the trailer of the preview. Should watch yeah. the trailer. There is a scene of quote unquote Diana Prince in regular garb mm-hmm. meeting with Bruce Wayne. Okay, so that apparently she's already been Wonder Woman. They've already met. Hmm. And they're probably getting together to talk about the Superman guy. <laughs> from what from what it appears to be, attaining some sort of deity status, not going to be well, yeah. And the fact that everyone knows who he is because they destroyed a major city. 
Yeah. Which is the the entire reason why Batman wants to destroy him, because he's like, he's too dangerous to be let uh, loose on humanity. Well, you guys heard uh, George Miller is going to be directing uh, the next Superman movie, right? I did not know really? that. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just announced that on Friday. Superman Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> One can hope. <laughs> no, like, a bunch of my friends and I were talking, and we're like, so basically this Superman movie is going to be how Lois Lane gets powers, and Superman kind of sort of helps out? Because if that's true, then I'm fucking down. Yeah, that'd be cool. She we does eventually in the comics, We though. need more yeah, female-led exactly. superhero movies. We need more female-led movies. Well, that, that, that was the other thing, interesting news that happened this past week, is Kevin Smith said that he wanted Ronda Rousey to play uh, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Oh my god. That was awesome. Like, I was... I, there are certain people... Like, I've been watching this whole Captain Marvel thing to see how it plays out because she's a really important character. Mrs. In the, Mrs. Marvel. No, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. She so was one, at Captain one time Marvel. known as Miss Marvel because she got her powers from the original Captain Marvel, who is an alien. And, like, there was some kind of uh, incident... This, hold there, on, hold on, hold on. For clarification, for those who are not uh, who are not up on comics these days, are we people talking, draw are we, these on, these weird characters and they tell these stories, which are in books that are called comic books. Are we <laughs> talking about DC Captain Marvel Shazam? No, 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 no. Or are we talking, no, about, we're talking Marvel, about Marvel, 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 yeah. Marvel yeah. Captain Marvel, okay. Marvel, Marvel. Because there's two Captain Marvel, 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 Captain Marvel, Marvel, and there's a, yeah. there's a there is Shazam, yeah. and there's Captain Marvel, who also went by yeah. Captain Marvel. Which was a thing, which was a big hullabaloo with DC and Marvel because DC was like, oh, Captain Marvel, and Marvel's like, What the no, fuck, guys? We we can have a Marvel. We're Marvel. What are you What are you doing? We're not making Captain DC well, over here. DC's been around and, a lot longer. Yeah, they kind of they kind of let it happen, and then when they tried to do something like DC, like brought the the legal hammer down, and they're like, Well, screw you guys. Then we're doing yeah. Captain Marvel. All right. But, so basically, there. Uh, if you watch Agents of Shield, they're the aliens, the blue aliens. I believe those are the Kree, mm-hmm. if I remember right. And uh, Mar- Captain Marvel is a Kree. He's an alien, right? And he comes to Earth with some kind of battle. Basically like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The, the the armada that was trying to fight in the end. The guys with like the little star uh, symbols on their chests that, that are in all the ships. Captain Marvel, he's literally a captain in that army. And he ends up with superpowers. And he comes to Earth to fight some alien stuff and, like, him, one of his own enemies from his home world. And uh, there's an incident and an explosion and some of his power is transferred to Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. Carol Danvers, who is this she's female a, earthling. She's and a pilot. She's an alcoholic. Um yeah, you know, Marvel characters always have baggage. They always yeah. have some kind of because real, they, well, they're they're real. I like about them is like thing. you yes. know, yes. there's it's actual ex- like character development. Exactly. So, so the whole thing is uh, Carol Danvers. Uh, she's known as Miss Marvel because there is already a Captain Marvel. Or Miz. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, no, uh, Miss Marvel is another character. Well, no, she's this, like a Muslim girl. Well, no, no, there's there's a history to this. So yes. Captain Marvel ends up dying when she dies. Because Carol is a captain, technically, mm-hmm. she decides in honor of him to take on the mantle of Captain Marvel. And then uh, another person ends up with a bunch of superpowers, not from the same source. Uh, and that person, uh, the Muslim girl who ends up with mm-hmm. the power to shapeshift and all that, she is known as now known as Miss Marvel. Yeah. But yeah, so there's that just happened. And she the took past her year. name because she was inspired by yeah, yeah, yeah. Carol and they're, apparently they're friends in the comics and all. Yeah. That, but, 
But no, no, the, so the, the Ms. Marvel comics are fucking great. Like, yeah. I highly recommend them. So, so the whole thing is that everybody's been kind of waiting because Black Widow really hasn't gotten the treatment she deserves from Marvel. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and even and though the fans want it, yeah, they're like, let's let's see the uh, the Black Widow movie. <laughs> So I mean, because she's not really super powered, she's just really badass for a human. Dude, so I they're like, no, 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 not important enough. Mark Croft doesn't have any superpowers. That yeah. she's got, she's got realistic uh, boobs that bounce in video <laughs> games. There's a lot of boob physics in in Tomb Raider. Uh, those, that's her superpower. I'm you know, actually, I just finished Fallout. I can't. Uh oh. Oops. I just I finished uh, Fallout Three. <laughs> Um, uh, again, and actually just really exhausted the hell out of it in anticipation of Fallout 4, but so now while I'm waiting till November, I'm going to be playing the Tomb Raider 2013 uh, all over again. I just play Dragon Age. That's really all I play now. That's mm-hmm. all I give my time to. Too much of a complicated fighting mechanic for me. Oh, no, it's really not that complicated. It's really not. Well, like that's, I prefer Skyrim. I like the interactive, more interactive style of fighting rather than the stop and wait and choose your move and blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, no, you don't have to do that. In position, you don't do that. I know you didn't like um, any of the KOTOR games, but um, they just released, like, uh, one of the expansion packs for the Sith Lords that's, mm-hmm. like, all of the content that mm-hmm. Obsidian mm-hmm. didn't get to finish because, like, Lucas wanted the game out by Christmas, so that came out, and I'm replaying that right now, yeah. and it's amazing! I've got KOTOR for, on best. Steam, but I, I didn't get very far with it. Yeah, I, didn't like I know you didn't style. like it, but whatever. You're not a Sith. No, I like the so. I like the story. It's just the fight, the way the fighting dynamic, the, the actual gameplay thereof, I didn't, didn't like that. You know what? We've been friends for a long time, and I've never fucking asked you, light side or dark side? Neither. What? That's a cop-out answer, and you know no, it. No, it's not a cop-out answer. I think they're both bullshit. <laughs> Please explain. Please explain. Okay, well, <sighs> the dark side is all about emotion and the most extreme negative versions of emotion, right? And embracing that gives you immense power. Which, well, of yeah. course, drives you mad because it's all negativity. Well, The light side right. is all emotionless, pure logic, justice, no goodness. Sex. Yeah, no sex, no love, no anything. Yeah. So so you basically you become uh, the equivalent of a monk. But there's, I mean, there's no real power there. Because one Sith Lord has the power uh, to block out the entire good side. Because they don't embrace any emotion at all. So my, my thought process was always... If someone's bringing power, like, they bring balance to the Force, wouldn't they be able to harness emotion in a positive way to to get the power to take on the dark side? They would have that same sense of justice, but not be as weak so and So you're going with, like, the Grey stoic. Jedi? Yeah, it would be, I would be more along the terms of, uh, of those guys, because, again, the, the dark the thing, side though, is all... They, they misinterpreted the prophecy. Anakin yeah. was not the one to bring balance to the forces. Luke is. Yeah. Luke is the one who brings balance to the force, because he embraces both the light and the dark. It, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Realize, uh, as as realize, Obi-Wan Kenobi said, no, the, it's, it's all from your point of view. It's all on your point of view. Yes. <laughs> so, no, I mean, if you really think about it, it could have been You're it. going to find Luke, the things that life, a lot of what life offers yes. you has to do with your point of view. But the thing with the no, Sith no, is, like, it's not always the this. bad part of emotion. Let this me finish. Is, no, let, no, me finish. No, let me finish. Let me, let me. I, was, I, I, I will fight you for this. I was going to make a point. Girls, 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 you're both pretty. Is this why you got I me? I know. Is this why you got me drunk so I couldn't fucking fight you? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Lots of weapons around. No, that, no, that would have been the Lambic. You would have been down for the count. But, it's true. It's true. No, the, 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 okay, now I even forgot my train of thought, so go ahead. Okay, no, like, the whole thing with the Sith is it's not about 
the negative side of emotions. It's about embracing your passion and perfecting it. It's like the left hand path, like Satanism or something. Yeah, it's it's. it's, it's you're saying the dark side. Yeah, it's perfecting your it's yeah, perfecting it's, your it's, true will. Uh, no. it's, yes, um, it is. No. It's thelem- yes, it is. It's thelemic it's in nature. It's, it's thelemic in nature. Yeah, it's thelema. It's Satanism. It's Aleister Crowley. All of that, like occulty, weird stuff. You know, that a lot it's of perfecting your true will. That's, that's stretching it a little. No, it's not. I have believe you played... I do not agree with you. <laughs> Except uh, my disagreement. Have, have they... you played any of the Kotor games? No, I have not. Exactly. Then shut oh, your mouth. Just out. because I read a bunch of Star Wars books, I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Very, very no, serious no, no, about no, no, my Star Wars. Me, me without my popcorn. <laughs> no, no, the, but no, no. This is also like the nature of I was, our my, my point was the balance of the balancing of the force thing. When you think about it, the dark side only has a master and a student, or sometimes a master and a couple of students, depending on how badass you. Well, think rule of two. But so. yeah, but yeah, but then again, if you actually pay attention to. I know the horribleness of episode three. Uh, uh, what was it? Um, I should have brought. Sidious a couple has of, more than one student. I should have brought a couple extra pair of Ray Bans for you guys to be able to push Sidious. up your nose. Actually, Sidious, do Sidious. I need to get my glasses Actually, back on for this? Darth Sidious had Darth Maul, and he had uh, well, what's his name? I forget the other guy's name. Anakin. No, no. Um, Darth Sidious had. Darth oh, Darth Maul. Tyrannus. Darth Tyrannus. Yeah, um, Christopher Lee's character. Yeah, Christopher Lee's character. Yeah, Darth Tyrannus. That was just, that was just, no, there was something, something else they called it. It was something silly well, like Count that. Dooku, Thank you. Yeah, I was thinking Darth Tyrannus. But he had basically he had Maul and Dooku. You know what's funny? So there's you know, three. You know what's, One, two, three. You know what's funny that everybody's Sith name is Darth whatever, and it's funny uh, when uh, when um, Ben Kenobi and Darth Vader are fighting in in Episode Four. He says, "You can't win, Darth." It's like you can't win. Mister, you can't win. You can't win, <laughs> you, Sensei. You, you can't wins, win. Uh, you know, karate guy. You know, it's like you assume Darth Vader is a first and last name. You know, it's like a, yeah, and it's not, and it's that's just yeah. kind of funny. Oh, inconsistencies. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the the thing is, yeah, the the entire thing about oh, I plan, I plan to make six movies is total bullshit. He never planned. Well, he had, the, he had the ideas for the stories about all of them. Well, that. and you can well, tell yeah. that like Revenge of the Sith was the one prequel movie he really wanted to make because the other two were so goddamn phoned in. Yeah. Well, we all, even in the seventies, even before we even knew there was going to be a Return of the Jedi, we all we all saw that picture of Darth Vader and Ben Kenobi fighting on the rim of a volcano, and that's how Darth Vader got all burned up and why he was in a suit. We heard about that. We knew about. You that. just didn't know that it was, was a planet of volcanoes. Was, oh, that was all a <laughs> thing. Volcano world. Yeah, it was a volcano <laughs> world, which yeah. couldn't exist. But 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 anyway, my my entire point was there Mustafa. is there was supposed to be one master and one student. You look at the the light side of the force. And they have a fucking planet. They have academies and planets full of Jedi and tons of masters training tons of students. What did Darth Vader do? He eliminated everyone. He shaved it all down to like three guys. Like he hunted the galaxy to eliminate the the side of light. And who was left over? Like Ben Kenobi hiding out on Tatooine. Yoda Yoda hiding out on whatever the Dagobah. Thank you. Shame. Whatever. How dare you not? Whatever. So you had those two guys. You're pretty much like the only Jedi remaining. And you you, have if you count Star Wars Rebels, bad guys. You have two good guys. Hang on. Two bad guys. Officially in balance. Balance. 
No, 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 no. Officially in canon is Star Wars Rebels. The he cartoon. sees it. He sees the truth. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just the, the one guy who actually saw Star Wars in 1977 in the theater twice in the same week is sitting back and letting you guys bicker. I wasn't even... I, <laughs> I know. I know. That's I the, was a wee babe. That's the funny, that's the funny thing. That's, but, okay. No, that's what's making it so enjoyable for So me. when Disney came in and they're like, all right, everything that is oh, not God, officially licensed is Disney. canon. So let me finish, goddammit. You finish, goddammit. I will Fucking punch you, you in the fucking face. finish. <laughs> Go ahead. This is why you got me drunk. This is yes. exactly why you got me you're drunk. A lot, so you're, you're, you. you are more entertaining, even more entertaining than normal when you're drunk. <laughs> Alright. Anyways, yes. if you count You're Star- welcome, podcast world. <laughs> Seriously. Go. Such yeah. a dirty whore mouth. Yeah, you. <laughs> no, so if you count Star Wars Rebels, there's two more Jedi. Well, there's a Jedi and an apprentice in that. So. Okay, not, going. Not, we're going no. into all this other stuff. I'm just talking about the movies. You, you know. Have you watched Star Wars Rebels? It's a really yes, good I cartoon. I yes. fucking love it. And I watched Clone Wars. And I watched Clone Wars is stuff. great. And, but yeah, but I'm talking about the prophecy and the Jedi's that exist, and that, and that's all I'm talking about. And like oh. I said, they brought technically Anakin brought balance because he he tore down the the side of light to two Jedi's. Well, if you watch sure, all yeah, six yeah, yeah. movies and you yeah. see it as one complete thing, I'm it is. Math. Well, yes, yeah, you, you know what? You're Would right. Would you like from, a cookie? From that perspective, if if on the dark side, if all the Sith have been gone for a thousand years, and there's only one Sith master and one Sith apprentice at a time, yeah. or a couple of apprentice apprentices at a time. Then yeah, going through and wiping out everybody except Yoda and Ben Kenobi, and then by subsequent Luke Skywalker. Then yeah, that would be bringing balance. Who was not a Jedi yet? Who wasn't not a Jedi yet? You're not a Jedi. And then what? He becomes a Jedi. Obi Wan dies. Right now, there's still two. Right, there's still two. Hmm. And then Yoda dies. Then there's one. But then he's. All, we're hopefully in episode yeah, and, seven going to see them passing on the torch to Leia. And other he ends people. up yeah. killing the other two bad guys. Right. So, I mean, well, he kills one; the other one just dies, <laughs> and then it's just him. And if you read the books, then you know he actually falls yeah. to the dark side, and the balance is still within him. Well, well it, it is, so, and that, that was my point with him being the prophecy that he is the one person who balances light and dark in one person. Well, one thing that both. I love in yeah. the books is like when Luke is like trying to get all up on the Force, he goes to Dantooine to hang out with the Force witches because he senses like, oh, people have Force powers there. And like, I know I've talked about the Force witches before, but they're so fucking badass because they just like hang out on a planet and do cool shit and they keep rancors as pets. Right. Like, they just ride them around. Doctor like, Who has something that it, as well. So cool. There's the, uh, I can't, and I, and I'm, forgive me, I'm not going to remember their names right now, but in the, in the anniversary or the episodes leading up to the anniversary, they there's, totally that, like, there's that planet of, of women, of mm-hmm. women who are in this tribe who are aware of Gallifrey, who are aware of things. It's that little mini episode right before the 50th anniversary where the 8th Doctor turns into the War Doctor and he goes to that planet where those people are very aware of Gallifrey and the Time Lords. And they're basically renegade Time Ladies that are kind Mm -hmm. of in this tribe on this planet who also have the power of time. Yeah. The thing with the Dantooine Force, which is when, like, Luke shows up, you know, he's like, ah, teach me the ways of the Force, and they're like, no, and he's like, please, and they're like, no, and then finally, like, they give in, and they just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. You know? Well, one of the coolest things was a book that was a book that came out in between Star, um, I can't remember if it was in between Star Wars and Empire, if it was between Empire and Jedi, called Splinter of the Mind's Eye. It was Alan Dean mm-hmm. Foster, and Luke goes looking for this thing called the Kyber Crystal, from which 
lightsaber crystals are made. Yeah, all lightsabers are made of kyber crystals, except yes. when um, the Sith were in power, they all had red lightsabers because they were using, like... A certain uh, type of kyber crystal. Well, no, it, it was like a, a lab-grown kyber mm-hmm. crystal mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, it wasn't like a true kyber crystal right. that they found. It was like they were manufacturing them. So well, like, like in Clone Wars, how they, they had the all the new recruits, the, the young Jedi's Padawans, when they were first forming their lightsabers, they had to go into that one, like... Cave of Mystery, kind of like what Yoda put sure, uh, through, on yeah. through, and and they'd have to go in and face their fears. And Force then cave. once they once they come out of that, they would actually be drawn to the crystal that that matched their power. Right. Yeah. And right. then they would pluck kind of like their wand in Harry Potter. And what we're what we're basically saying here, kids, is that is that sci-fi and fantasy is full of tropes, and tropes get reused yes. throughout history. Which, it all goes back to Greek mythology. Which which well, yeah, no, it kind of does. And, and, or, or or Oriental, or sorry to use the word Oriental, but Asian Asian philosophy, yeah, don't say Oriental. Oriental. You can only say that when you're referring to rugs. I use the word oriental to mean eastern. The word oriental Oriental went out with colored. There's orient (laughs) and occident, east and west. Oriental means of the east. So there you go. Not not racist. Which brings me back to Dragon Age, actually, because Mm -hmm. uh, Inquisition... Uh, they brought forth a new, uh, a new, a mage style called Knight Protector, which I felt is a total ripoff of the Jedi's. Sure, mm. sure, Knight sure. Protector. Think about those two words. Think about Jedi's real quick. Knight Protector. Do they okay. have the little cloaks and everything? Well, they all. Ha- you can all mages wear have like cloaks. Touch my nightcamber. When you uh, when you first. When you first start playing the game as a mage, it's kind of weird, and you, you eventually end up in this castle, and they kind of promote you to leader. And then what they do is they take mages from all across uh, of uh, Thetis, and they, they bring them to you, and they're like, you can master a skill using the special power you have. Choose a teacher. And if you choose the Night Protector, she sends you on a quest to build a special hilt. Mm, out of mm, materials. Mm, mm, See, so now you're mm, seeing where mm, I'm drawing mm. the correlation. So you you build the hilt, and then once you have it, she teaches you the main knight protector skill, which is uh, kind of a laser saber, sure, if sure, you will. Sure, sure. Which uh, you you draw the 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 hilt, and then you it turns into a laser weapon, kind yeah, of like an energy yep, weapon yep, yep, made yep, of magic yep. that you can kill people with. Right. Sure. 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 Yes. Yeah, one of the things that I missed in the movie Return of the Jedi was the segment at the beginning of the novelization in which we see, and apparently they shot it, they shot that segment of Luke going to Ben Kenobi's hovel on Tatooine and building his lightsaber. He mm-hmm. constructs his lightsaber. That sequence is in the book by Alan Dean Foster. But I read a lot of those books when I was... They said they filmed it? They did shoot some of that, yes, mm-hmm. and it was not used in the film. Kind of like the scenes between Luke and Biggs on Tatooine, where they're looking up at the. Where actually, the Star Wars the novel opens with Luke out in his land, land speeder and noticing flashes in the sky, and uses his macro binoculars to see the battle that's happening between the blockade runner and the the uh, Star Destroyer. Well, it's just like it's just like uh, Episode Two, the written the novelization of Episode Two is so much better than the freaking movie. Of course, the best part is is Anakin and the Sand People. Like the, the the film scene does that no justice no. because he turns into such a vicious killer. 
When it, like after you read that, you're like, oh wow, that's like the first appearance of Darth Vader. Well, like, like all the murder up. happens off screen. Like you see him like rage well, out, and then read it. Like, cuts for kids. But read it, read it, and it's like yeah. he's killing their children. Oh yeah, he yeah. killed. Well, like he says that he confesses. We're we're yeah, yeah. killed the women and, and the, the women children. Children. And children and the spit on the side of the mouth and the women and the children. nose bubble. Yeah, you know. Anyway, moving off of Star Wars for a moment. What? No, no, we will. Yeah. Well, we're we're at an hour and twenty four, and there's a couple other things I want to talk about before okay. we before we get uh, uh, TV. Are is there any TV you're consuming at all? Well, yeah. Well, we we kind of touched on that with the Arrow and the Flash. Okay, all right, all right. Um, right else? right now, because now it's like it's off season time. Actually, well, the, uh, the, everything Hannibal, is about to there's start. There's still new episodes of Hannibal, happening. which I don't watch. That there's show still at all. A hep- a new episodes of The Strain happening, which you don't watch. Uh-huh. There's also I've been watching Mr. Robot. I think the final episode of Mr. Robot just came out. I'm not quite caught up to there. Yeah, my yet. TiVo fucked up, and I wasn't able to keep up with Mr. Robot. But I'm going to use the internet. Yeah, yeah, use the internet. I I really like Mr. Robot. Um, some people turned me on to it. it. It was really weird watching the very first episode of that. It felt like something else I thought I had seen before. Right. Of hacker works at tech company yep. and is doing shit to take down. But then it kind of branched off into other. but it all looked so very familiar. I started looking on the internet for a British show with hackers or a British TV show or movie with hackers, but I never found anything that really was that. And I don't know if it was that the ad campaigns for that show kind of got in, made in their way into my brain awesome. through other things or other people talking about no, it or show. saw a preview or something, but it felt very familiar, See, but I, then it's since gone into territory that's new. I saw the long, the elongated preview uh, that showed his diatribes yes. that he's having internally. Yes, yes. And I was like, that sounds really cool. And then and then all of a sudden I'm all, Christian Slater, my <laughs> 90s juju went off. I'm like, yeah. I must see Christian Slater. It was really cool. It's nice, to see, it's nice to know that Christian Slater's no longer beating women and getting arrested for it and actually has you know, a career again. He actually was doing community service next yep. to where I used to work. Oh shit! I, I worked for the University he, of Laverne. He was and he was doing he was doing community service at the fire station right next to the university, and we like walked by on our lunch break, and he would be cleaning gum off the sidewalk. He was like, uh, it was good. He was in the <laughs> last two seasons of Archer. He plays yes. that CIA dick on Archer, and, and he uh, does. Yeah, the oh CIA the CIA guy who yeah. keeps recruiting them for missions when they no, were I, I know the who you're dealer. talking about. That's yeah, Christian Slater. What? Christian Slater. But, but so, yeah, so I saw him. He was a Mr. Robot. I was like, cool. And then I was like, I was watching it, and I'm like, this is okay. It's a little it's a little convoluted. And, and then, also a little pop culture as far as yeah. the dark web, and then, web, and they got way off that real quick. And so then there's good. the episode where Christian Slater's character pushes the, the, the hacker I off the bridge. I just watched that. I he pushes the hacker off the bridge. I was like, what? They're sitting on a... They're sitting Thanks, on a, guys. They're sitting Thanks. On a, I haven't started watching it yet. Well, it's... I'm sorry. The entire show is now ruined for you. <laughs> yeah. It, the next episode alone inco- it makes up for it. I'm not telling you what happens. Right, yeah. right. Well, no, but no, it is in- kind of consequent. The entire next episode is dedicated to what happened. But well, I haven't seen that yet. So show I just haven't, to I haven't happened. had the time to like sit down and binge watch something. Well, yeah, like last time I really binge watched something You are busy was, as fuck. Yes. Da- last time yeah. I binge watched something was Daredevil. Yeah. Daredevil. Daredevil was so it. good. Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Vincent D'Onofrio is fucking Kingpin. Amazing. What Perfect. a brilliant Perfect. choice. I never... Yeah. Okay, not being very familiar with Marvel, didn't read a lot of Spider-Man, didn't read a lot of this, knew of Kingpin, didn't know that deep into him, but he brought such... And I hate to use this word because everybody uses it. Gravitas. <laughs> yes. He brought Gravitas to that character. He brought real-world... 
Um, no, Vincent D'Onofrio actually makes you, makes you want to say a word like a douchey ways. word like gravitas. <laughs> yes. Because it, it actually has meaning when you use it to well, describe it. Can we what he also does. talk about how great Rosario Dawson is as Night, night Nurse? nurse. Well, technically, she's not Night Nurse, but. What? How is she not? Just the night, the night nurses are a whole other group of people. Well, her character just, I, I doesn't under- have a special name. Her character is important in Daredevil, but she Do doesn't they even have like actually a, give her a name in no, the show. No, the, her name in the show is the name she has in the comics. I don't know why they call her night nurse. The night nurses were a whole other group of people, but but she, performing that function. Her character yeah. in the show was a character in the comic who did that thing. Okay, yeah. all right. And specifically, now, was that Daredevil. during the Kevin Smith run of Daredevil? Or no, no, it was before. Okay, okay. It was long before. It was okay. it was early incarnations that that character existed. Same with Night Nurses, which is probably why they confused it. But just as a just as a mm, let me push my glasses back up, nerd thing. <laughs> technically, she technically she was not Night Nurse. <laughs> she was not, but cool. But that character did exist in the comics. So no, she was awesome and had the reaction she should have had because I thought they were yeah. gonna keep her in and she would just obligatorily be there. But I like and the then she's she like, left okay, and came back and yeah, left yeah. And came back. It's like, nah, you're kind of fucked up and like walks away. Like. Good, mm-hmm. good girl. So is there anything else out oh that's, that's out or coming out that you're recommending? Or you're oh, God. That, that um, maybe people haven't seen or maybe people haven't thought of. It's tough. Any uh, if they ever or... release Lucifer, I would really like to see it. Supposedly, yeah, I think you totally got a bad rap, man. They should totally... Well, Sorry. supposedly they're doing um, a well, reprint a of, of Lucifer. A bunch of fucking Christian groups online got pissed off about the fact that they were doing this TV show. And they bumped the, uh, what was it? They, they, they bumped it. It got pushed further uh, down the line. So, this uh, like, is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, like you notice, you don't see commercials for it anymore. You don't yeah. see any advertisements for it anymore. And it's a brilliant idea. Well, no, it's amazing because he's like, you know what? I'm fucking tired of this. Like, I'm going to leave hell and just like leaves the keys with someone well, and walks off. like, don't yeah. this shit. I can yeah. walk around on Earth. I'll just do that and then uh, yeah. do whatever I want. yeah. And it has the power from horns, which is an amazing movie if you've never seen it. <laughs> Anything you're recommending, Kitty? Um, which, have you seen horns? I've seen horns. See horns. Yeah. I will love right. that movie. It's, uh, it's That's Daniel, your recommendation. Horns. That's my Daniel recommendation Radcliffe. for a movie. Yeah, yeah. Movie Go, Kitty, explain horns. For okay, me. yeah. It's it's Daniel Radcliffe, and he's in this like weird, fucked up relationship, and then like uh, his girlfriend dies, and he gets like these crazy horns yeah, grown out of his head. Yeah, they they, they make people do the things that deep down inside they want to do, but aren't going to do because polite society and yeah. all of that bullshit. So it's good. It's good. No, you well. Essentially, you kind of like he tells people like he's all well, well. He's all, why don't you fight amongst each other? And then all of a sudden, they actually start fistica fighting. Well, yeah, and there's the like, there's other, this like, scene in the dentist where like there's all that sexual tension between like the dentist and like the dental assistant. He's like, oh, you guys should just make out already, and they start like banging each other. Yeah, <laughs> like, I want gives to him, go to there. It right? gives him evil devil awesome. I love watching powers. people bang. I don't know. I don't know. I just. I just do. You know, I real hear people, not poor. I real hear, no. I was going to say. I hear that's really popular on the internet. People watching <laughs> other people bang. But not porn, like being in the room when other people are doing that. That's pretty, pretty cool. Today I learned. <laughs> today I, today we learned you were at the rent not, fair. You not, fair. But not creeping. You worked at the rent not fair? Not creeping. It's where they, I'm there. They know I'm there. Oh that my kind God. of thing. Anyway. Okay. Because yeah, uh, if you worked at the rent fair, that happens all the time. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. Something I embarrassingly why, did when I was young, I'll admit it. I was going to say, reasons why I don't go to rent fair anymore. Like, the first no. year I went, I realized it was like, oh, oh, this is a place for, like, nerds who never have sex to, like, hook up. All right, got it. I'm out. Yeah, that was kind of the thing we used to say. Uh, if you couldn't hook up at rent fair, you can't hook up anywhere. Yeah. No, it was just, it was bad. It was really bad because, like, again, this was when I was, like, 17. Not, not even at the fair, but in the camping area. Well, yeah. 
No, but like the first time I ran to, I went to a Ren fair and first and only time I was 17 and it was just like dick hurricane, like all up on. And I was nope. just like, what the fuck is going on? Like yeah. this is crazy. All of is you that need a to turkey stop. leg in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kitty, what are you recommending? Um, besides horns. Besides horns, um, I've already recommended Saga. I've already recommended Sex Criminals. Yes. Um, I am I am kind of out of stuff because I've just been focusing on uh, buffing up buffing for up. Wasteland oh, we- Weekend. New season stuff. of Gotham oh, looks good. No, no, no. It looks it looks good as in horrible. <laughs> I'm glad you finished it up with that. Cause it looks good as in horrible cheese. Oh. Like no, it, no, it's it's a guilty pleasure watching that right. going watching that going guilty Oh my god, pleasure. what horrible DC murder is gonna occur? Like, okay. Alright, so I'm gonna create a different cate- uh, category for recommendations <laughs> called guilty pleasures Gotham. Well no, the thing yeah. with Gotham and like I've talked about this before is like it's just so dumb. Like the only thing that Gotham does well is the penguin. But like so many things that I'm like, why the fuck would you like why the fuck is Selena Kyle at the Wayne murders? Why yeah, is she yeah. there? Yeah. Why, why, did, why did Bruce Wayne find the Batcave uh, uh, when he's a child? Yeah. And why does Selena Kyle suddenly, like, break into Wayne Manor just to, like, stare at no, Bruce Wayne? No, like, yeah, what the fuck? in the movies, too. Well, no, well, when he, when he was a kid, he actually, no, I'm not talking about he falls through the well like happens in, in you know, in canon. Yeah. I'm talking about he's, he discovers that his father had a secret entrance to a basement lair. Well, that's mm-hmm. what they had in, in the movies as well. The Christian Bale movies was was there was a, a slave elevator, like a, like an underground railway <laughs> no, elevator no, going down. To was not an that, incidental right, cave. Right. This is yeah. his father built some shit. All right, all like right. this is a a a. a his father like, hid in a book, a, layer a switch with a button, and you press the button, and the uh, the fireplace moves back and across. Like basically, and there is a what pathway. they're trying to set up is that you know, like Bruce Wayne's dad kind of set up a bat cave for him, like in went. preparation for him, which is dumb. It's fucking dumb. And they're doing. I mean, like, there's, there again, it's just guilty. It's all guilty pleasures. It's nothing but guilty pleasures watching the show. It's because I even uh, <laughs> I posted on Twitter something like Gotham. Because you really want to know what Solomon Grundy was like before he was dead, when he just had a regular job like everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and don't even get me started on their whole thing, like trying to bring comics, in, like though. the little kid as the Joker. Like that was some bullshit. He's going to be coming back as the Joker too for this next season, and he actually uh, looks really good. But I've been but doing a lot of no, no, he's not. So horrible, but it's so. Funny. I hate my job, so I sit and I read a lot of stuff, and I and one of the things I always read up on, I, what I read up on the last six months is Solomon Grundy, and there were origin stories for him that yeah. he did. He started off being like a mob guy, like a mob. Yeah, but this is like 1800s. Then, right, yeah. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Not where we are in the chronology yeah, yeah, yeah. of Gotham. But, um, but, in the, but, they, but the like, point is, like, Gotham would bring talk, him into that time, though. That's but you what talk about happened. Deadpool, and everybody's been talking about Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadpool for the last like couple of years. Yeah. I'd never heard of Deadpool until really? then. I'm not a Marvel guy. Never okay. were, never was. Only really familiar with the big, glaring... You know, Spider Man, and you know the, whatever was like on Electric Company, or you know, oh, Deadpool's Saturday kind of a cartoons. phenomenon. Deadpool's kind of a comic You're right. book. And phenomenon. I read up on him recently. While and we're like while really we're getting back character. to Marvel, can we talk about aside from you know the the bad picture of the bad guy from the X Men movie? I can't think of his name, but he looks like a fucking Power Ranger. Like Storm from the new X Men movie looks fucking on point. Yeah, She's yeah, got the mohawk yeah. and everything. Yep. Sophie Turner as mm-hmm. Jean Grey, mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. I think Olivia Munn looks great as Psylocke. Apocalypse does not look like a Power 
Ranger, he looks like an enemy of the Power Rangers. Whatever. You've also but given me how many But there's a lot of people saying bears? that, a bit <laughs> wondering if Olivia Munn's actually going to have the chops Two. to be that character. Because, for the most part, oh, she's wait. just kind of been a TV host. So. She has, but she's been on the newsroom, and she was yeah, pretty good yeah, in that. And yeah, also, yeah. like, she posted a video on her Instagram of, like, some of her combat training, and I'm like, oh, that shit's legit. Right, no, cool. she's, so. honestly, for these movies, she's good enough. <laughs> she's really she's good enough of an actress and yeah. she's going to be badass I mean essentially she's just going to she's going to be one of the horsemen so it's not like she's going to talk a lot anyway well for me I'm recommending um, the Black Tapes podcast if you haven't heard it go it's in the middle of they're still in the middle of their first season and uh, they've just got funding for a season two so I'm very looking forward to that uh, Serial is another great podcast if you like investigative journalism that kind of uh, low key journalism that's very uh, NPR kind of thing it's very cool it's not very sensationalized but it's fascinating to listen to so do they whisper into the mic the whole time not no actually no <laughs> the, the host of, the host of that show uh, she is talks like a normal human being kind of okay. very podcast like it's cool <laughs> and um, uh, I'm also recommending if you haven't heard it before smartest man in the world it's amazing I'm going to the next uh, taping uh, in September at the Nerd Melt uh, September 15th um, so that uh, I, this is something I listen to uh, religiously every week and Greg Proof's sign my book um, <laughs> and uh, mov- the best. movies wise I'm I really really want to see I can't see- help but think poops yeah, every time I, he talks about that all the time I know I know but like I, I can't yeah, like I can't yeah. undo Blame that his parents yeah um, I movies wise I really want to see Man from Uncle and I'm kind of sorry I haven't seen it yet it's been a couple weeks out for a couple weeks I really want to see that because from the very first trailer that I saw that I mentioned, you know, six months ago of seeing it and going, wow, they're doing a really great 60s period piece spy flick. I'm in. And I'm sorry I haven't seen that yet, but I'm going to go see that soon. Opinions on Supergirl. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I'm fucking I'm down. down. I'm really? in. Yeah. yeah. I you was, know what? I'm so surprised to actually hear that from you. Really? You know what I'm... You know yeah. what I'm because, because of the, the horrible way the, the, the trailer was so, like, basic generic girl show trope, I'm really surprised you were down for it. But, at a movie... Like, oh my god, it's a girl, and she's struggling in the workplace, and she's got a mean female boss who's kind of pushy and nagging, da-da-da, and then I'm just, hey, I'm just trying to be an independent girl. Come on, like, give me a chance. Like, let me be seen and stuff, and that's a cute guy. No, look, the cute guy. But like, I saw the... It was, I was like, oh god, no, this is not what Supergirl should be. I saw the inside look thing at the movie theaters, which is usually just garbage, but they had, yeah. they, they did a feature on on Supergirl, and that's it actually That's what I looks, saw, too. It looks I haven't better than I, what I I expected because at first I'm like Supergirl on CBS really and but now I'm like honestly okay, and okay. I'm gonna like, give it a shot watch the trailer watch I the trailer did. and it'll be like the first I think the first 30 seconds is just basically like a little bit of origin and then if you I skip I think it, <laughs> a little bit of origin from Dawson Creek and then <laughs> it, you jump I think it's like a minute and a half or something in and then all of a sudden you see like her dealing with the actual meat of the story <laughs> which is uh, her dealing, learning how to use her powers, embracing being a hero. Uh, the people actually like, like she actually goes to try to to try to be be somebody, and everyone's like, "You'll never be Superman," and she doesn't care, and she fights. That's she the wins, thing that I'm like, getting all from that cool stuff, right? She's fighting to, for her own idea. Yeah, but there is a little segment, like one minute, one and a half minute in that in that uh, trailer, where I swear to God, it's the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> I am not even joking. It is like it is horrible 
just generic. No, we I, made this for girls trope. I like, don't. It's so bad. I don't doubt that, but honestly, and this is really like sad Kat to Grant say, being the sassy mean boss. <laughs> like oh god, with the finger and, and everything. Felicity, like, like Tilda Swinton and fucking Trainwreck. Oh my god, that, she was amazing. I still need to see that. I still see Trainwreck so bad. Oh Trainwreck train is, is so good. good. I know. I can't. I can't find anyone to, to go with me. Why didn't you? Why didn't you call me? I would have because you're gonna drive all the way out to where I live to get to. I'm not gonna exactly. That's my thought. Yeah, no one does. Yeah, but um, no, like. Honestly, and this is really sad to say, I'm just happy to see a female superhero yeah, on screen. Yeah. My like, that is, is so fucking sad to say, but, like, there's such a dearth of, like, good female superheroes that I'm like, yeah. we have one! It's just, it's just, my thing is, do it, but do it right. Do it with respect. I would and love I that. I think for the they're character. trying. I don't think they're really trying too hard. Dude, to Dude, I would fucking love that, but I've at least got to champion the fact that, like, something exists. Like, we've gotten that far. You know, because when was the last time you saw a good female superhero? It was fucking Xena. How many years ago? You know, if you even consider that aye, 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 a superhero. Aye. I like Xena. Well, she technically not a superhero. Hero, definitely, but I mm. mean, not a. I don't know. I thought cape she was wearing, super. flying. Yeah, yeah. That kind of um, thing. She's not from one of the big two. Right. Yeah, but but I mean, no. That's again. That's why I go back to how important it is that Captain Marvel's done correctly because yeah, she's a really important female hero in the Marvel universe. Who deserves respect? Source material. That's why I like the Kevin Smith thing. Mm-hmm. She, he's he's just like Ronda Rousey could really be Captain Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he's all about. Well, it. She's even kind I'm of thinking, like the real life fucking Wonder Woman. Yeah, even though I'm kind <laughs> of thinking they seem to like it, casting young for Marvel stuff because it's going to be out for years. And okay, years. I could see. So I think what they're going to do is they're probably, my opinion, they're probably going to end up casting someone like uh, the 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 girl who played Alice in Alice in Wonderland. No, no. Absolutely not. That is terrible. That's She's a terrible idea. an actress. Don't. No, you're putting ideas movies. into their heads. Don't. No, don't do this. No, no, no. She's what? She's she's a known blonde actress who's young, who's done action movies. Alice in Wonderland was a science fiction action movie. She's handled a sword. She's fought people. They're doing the sequel, which is going to be huge next year. Wait, right? they're doing an Alice in Wonderland's... Oh, God. They're doing... They're, they're, well, uh, yeah, they're doing a sequel to that version of the movie with Johnny Depp and everything. Oh, So, Jesus no, I Christ. really think it's, they're setting someone like her up because all the other ideas for people who want to be Captain no, Marvel, you know they're who, all actresses in their 30s and 40s, and Marvel is just like, no, we want someone who's younger who can age with the project that's going to go on for a decade. You know who would so. be perfect for Captain Marvel besides Ronda Rousey? Katie Sackhoff. I agree. Oh, she yeah. was fucking great in Battlestar oh, Galactica yeah, BFG, as Starbucks. You know, oh, really my like God. Her. Have you seen the mock-ups of her? In that yeah. I really yeah. liked her on uh, Longmire. Yeah. Longmire is like a kind of a generic cable like detective mm-hmm. or police show. Yeah. I actually really liked her in that. She's amazing. And I'm not saying the girl from Alice in Wonderland is my choice. Mm-hmm. I'm saying she looks like who Marvel's been like. You're putting ideas into their head. I'm you not putting... Stop it. Like, I could put ideas into like, hey, people, Kevin Hey, four head. people listen to this. Anything could happen. Yeah, and one <laughs> of those people might be a guy who makes decisions in Marvel. Ha <laughs> Hi, Kevin. And I'm um, giving them free advice. <laughs> So, uh, the, TV wise, uh, I'm, I'm balls deep in, uh, 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 this current season of Hannibal. Whoa! Balls deep. <laughs> Too it, personal, it's, man. It's a thing. Too personal. Um, and, uh, The Strain is, uh, some se- season two, except nice for the kid, which he's not in it much, so you can kind of ignore him. Uh, but Mr. Robot, hands down, see it, see it, see it. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and there's a lot of the, my list is growing and growing and growing. No, I have not watched Jane the Virgin yet, but that's on my list. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff on my list. I'm um, like, uh, for me, it's it's 
all the all the uh, DC stuff that's coming out on the on the CW and all the Marvel stuff that's coming out on Netflix. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much always a solid recommendation. Dude, Daredevil me. was amazing. I don't I don't have any recommends because, like I said, I've oh, been cool. getting ready for Wasteland AKA Weekend. AKA Jessica Jones is going to be phenomenal. David Tennant's in it too. Yeah, King of the Bad Guy. Yep. Yeah, yep. yep, he's going to be good. Where can people find you online? People, where can people find me online? Um, well, if they want to hear the music stuffs, that's uh, psychocypher.com. That's uh, P-S-Y-C-H-O-C-Y-P-H-E-R.com. I like how you okay. had to think about that for a sec. Because I've Beer. had a couple beers. Beer. Uh, and the first thing that goes, motor function, second thing, spelling. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, so psychocypher.com, and it gets links to all the pages where you can grab media and listen. Cool. Uh, otherwise... Uh, what was just uh Facebook at Damon whatever? Omar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can look it up that up or DJ Damon or cool. with a zero. My my DJ name I put a zero in it. D a e m zero n. Yes, because there is I can uh, spell. A, there's mm-hmm. an uh, electro DJ from Germany who caught Damon about two years before I came along. Oh, I got you. So he technically owns Damon Normal. I'm Damon with a zero. <laughs> Kitty Brown. As always, you can find me at kittybrowndesigns.com. That's where all of my graphic design stuff lives. I'm on Twitter as Kitty Brown. I'm on Facebook as Kitty Brown. Not that hard to find. And I am on Instagram as Kitty Brown Art. I'm at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L. You can find us online as Something2XP everywhere. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook and Google+. Check out our blog and listen to past episodes on WordPress. Email us at Something2XP at gmail.com. And remember, please be kind. You've just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your hosts, Michael John Simpson and Kitty Brown. Something 2XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. You can find us everywhere online as Something 2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and WordPress. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind. <laughs>